This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. I give you a choice. I can put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. You maniacs! What is a man? When we are successful, we will be. We had a real chance to do it. Tonight's category Top 10 Ways to Break Stuff. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Beaver. We could do that. Why can't we have our own show? Yeah, yeah. And get lots of money and chicks like that letter dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> money and chicks. <laughs> hey, Beavis. It sure is cool having money and chicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, is this like on? Uh, hello? This is like my show and stuff. I mean, uh, uh, welcome. Uh, hey, 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 Oh, yeah. Uh, please, like, Applause for Beavis. <laughs> uh, I thought of a joke before. Uh, boner fide. Like, I'm boner fide? <laughs> yeah, now let's do that trick. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> We're gonna kick Letterman's. But yeah, we're gonna score. <laughs> and after we kick Letterman's butt, we're gonna kick Jimmy's Jimmy Fallon's butt. And this is episode forty-eight for Behind the Schemes, June seventh, twenty twenty-one. And this is Booberry, Mothman of the Miniocalypse. Hello, and we're also gonna kick Jimmy Kimmel's ass while we're at it because man, that guy needs to get out of here. My name is Lavish, and I'm reporting to you from the middle of the Pacific Ocean. How you doing, bud? Oh, I'm doing absolutely fantastic. How are you doing, sir? Doing well, doing well. It was a little bit of a rush job tonight, but feeling pretty good about it. We got a special guest joining us about halfway through the show. Uh, it's uh, Charlie Tisoli, the lead singer of the metal band Aftermath, a progressive thrash metal band. Uh, they had a big hit that was critically acclaimed in the early 90s, and then due to I, b- I believe it was they, they didn't go out and really tour as much, I believe was the story. Um, but Charlie will be joining us on uh, via phone call later tonight, so that's very exciting. 
they just had a new album come out uh, saying there is something wrong. Sorry, not saying something. They are saying that something is wrong, but the name of the album is There Is Something Wrong, which mm. there's a full-length uh, video <clears throat> video album associated with the uh with the record that we've included in the show notes. So I highly encourage everybody to go check it out. If you live in dimension a, you like fighting for, for, for fucking truth over media. This is your shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're a very visual band and a lot of their visual element, a lot of their themes revolve around a lot of the stuff that we talk about, um, symbology and, and occult stuff and Freemasonry and things like that. They got a lot of that kind of hidden in there. And uh, they're definitely on the level about that sort of a thing. And uh, we're very happy to have them. Not only that, but something that I hope isn't there. there, You know, it's a big thing that makes them famous, but it shouldn't be the main thing that makes them famous. They did have um, uh, an incredible lawsuit against Interscope Records, uh, which is one of the largest um, record labels in the world, uh, headed by a lot of people, but Jimmy Iovine. And under that is... Dr. Dre and his label Aftermath, which is the record label that he made after he left Death Row Records where he made albums with Tupac and Snoop Dogg. After he parted with Suge Knight, he went on to make his new record label called Aftermath. Well, the problem is is that this band that we're about to interview the lead singer of, they were already Aftermath. They were a Chicago-based thrash metal band from the 80s, and they had already had success with the name. And so... um, (laughs) <laughs> Dr. Dre tried to buy the name from them. They refused. There was a lawsuit, and they actually won the lawsuit, or, or at least definitely settled and didn't lose the lawsuit, and even had an album produced by Interscope Records as a as a condition of that settlement. So a very, very interesting career, and, a, and just an excellent thing, I think, to have under their belt as well. They stood up to the mightiest uh, tyrants in the music industry, and they came out on top. So, um, a really, really cool band. Very excited to talk to this guy. What did you call it earlier? The record industrial complex? Yeah, the musical industrial complex. See, that that sounds a little... uh, (laughs) That gives me some other vibes. (laughs) Well, it's very similar to what we're talking about. There is a musical industrial complex. Uh, Interscope Records has been on top since the 70s. Uh, Jimmy Iovine has worked with everybody. And when it comes to certain pop records, there really is only a small group of producers and labels that allow, you can think of it like this, they only allow these guys to be famous, to be as successful as they are, because they're under their thumb and they do their bidding. And you can think of anybody, from Lady Gaga right on back down to Tom Petty. Uh, They all had to play this game and they all had to be part of the system. And Dr. Dre, you know, as much as I respect him, he is very much a part of this system, and through him, he discovered Eminem, and, uh, you know, Eminem is an Interscope Records invention, um, but all, all those guys, Snoop Dogg, Tupac. Did he know, find, they, no, it was someone else that found Bieber. It wasn't Dr. Dre. It was uh, Usher that found Bieber, and okay. Usher is another person who who has, Usher found Rihanna uh, as well, so... When you're when you have when you're a, a big time music producer, and you and you've got the right flow, you are just running the show. But a lot of the time, you, these big names that you hear, Dr. Dre and Usher, they're usually under the thumb 
of an even bigger umbrella corporation like Interscope Records. You know, every every record label is owned by a larger record label, which is ultimately owned by only three companies or so. All the major record labels are probably owned by about three or two or three entities. And every single pop record that you'll hear, every shitty band you've ever heard from, you know, Imagine Dragons to Coldplay to Maroon 5, all these bands that you hear on the radio that you, you know, sometimes you're like, why are these people famous? It's because they suck Jimmy Iovine's dick and because Interscope Records uh, made them who they are. And they wouldn't be that without that support and without that uh, industry in the first place. It reminds me of a uh, Mojo Nixon song called Bring Me the Head of David Geffen. <laughs> Bring me the head of David Geffen. What's that? Bring me the head of David Geffen. Don't, don't. Bring me the head of David Geffen. Uh, Geffen Records. Uh, the only one that comes off oh, the top of my mind is uh, Geffen White, Records. Yeah. Geffen Records. White Snake. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I know there's there's plenty. I've seen them on everything, but uh, not, yeah, not Geffen Records is the Interscope Records. Oh that, shit! That's, that's yeah, which is owned by Universal. So yeah, you're totally right. Interscope, Geffen, A and M, Universal. It's all the same fucking pool, man. I mean, anything, anything you can think of, if you if you just follow the money, it all goes back to the top. Well, I do have something else that we could follow. Uh, I got a tarot card for tonight. A really good one too. Yeah, we got the Ace of Cups, the symbol for a love in a latent state. The door of the church is not completely closed. It could be a visualization of all emotions, all possibilities of the heart, from passionate enthusiasm to the mystery. The great arrangement of love and being loved, the ability to receive love, even though it has not been used yet, is immense. With the Ace of Cups, love appears as a glass of wine. An impending question will distort the quest of the reader. It is the uh, <clears throat> excuse me. It is also the foundation of communication and religion in terms of connecting with others and transcending themselves to reach the divine realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, sort of new, yeah, new beginnings and compassion and, and creation in, in a very friendly and receptive energy as opposed to an aggressive one or whatever. It's, it's a really fun card. And uh, usually it means, you know, I, I, I just associate it with good tidings in a good community. It's kind of the way I see it. Uh, there's some some neat questions posed here. Is there someone whom you want to forgive or apologize to? Can you put aside your anger and find peace? Do you want to give up your modesty and let your feelings manifest? Is it a peaceful moment in your life? So use it and make peace with your friends and yourself. Oh, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, beautiful cup. I love it. I will. You know what I'll do right now? I will open a beer to Ooh. that. Damn, yes, son. That's right. <laughs> that's right I, I got some of it on myself but that's okay that sounds like it sprayed the fuck out of you it did speaking of spraying the fuck out of us I got a uh, I got a special freak of hazard donation karma that I'm gonna play before we announce what this motherfucker brought to us tonight whoa sends the beast with wrath because he knows the time is short. Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast. Number of the beast. It is a human number. 
its number is 6666. <laughs> That's right. CB, returning freak of hazard, comes in with a stellar $66.66. Yes, the deflector shields be quite operational. Uh, that's awesome thank you so much CB I'm not gonna lie I wasn't crying you were crying I'm I'm <laughs> crying I'm gonna admit it <laughs> I did get a little like holy fuck that that's so that that just I'm not sure how to wrap my words around that one but all I can say is holy fuck we it's, really appreciate that yeah it's so it's so generous and so cool and the numerology there's nothing i just love it thank you so much man it's or, or lady or whoever you are thank you uh fucking awesome hell yeah do a commercial you're off the artistic roll call every word you say is suspect you're a corporate whore and uh end of story that's right we are a value for value production so if uh there's anything that you enjoy out of out of what we what we got going on here on the behind the schemes uh, help produce the show. Send send articles. You can email us at uh, behindtheschemes.com. Excuse me. Behindtheschemes at protonmail.com. Um, send in clips. Send in jingles. Uh, Servo, who hangs out in our chats, he sent us this gym. Hurry, behind the squeeze. So there, there's yeah. no limit to the amount of fun that we can have. Just check out our website. Uh, BehindTheSchemes.com. Find us at BehindTheSchemes.com with threes for ease. You can check out The Scaly Show. It's where we broadcast Monday nights. You can hang out in the green room. It's where we chat during the shows. And you can... Uh, oh, the donate button's there, too. <laughs> donate button's there. Yeah, whatever you can spare. If it's two bucks, five bucks, we don't care. It all goes to a great cause. We're just here to, to get the information out. I got a question, though. Is it... Is CB CB thirty three? No, it's it's a it's a different CB. It's a different CB. Just to clarify, okay. Yeah, I, I definitely would have picked it up if it was CB thirty okay. three. Just to clarify, so thank you, CB. Um, yeah, it's a it's a value for value situation here. We wouldn't be able to talk about any of the great things that we talk about every Monday night, seven thirty central. If we were corporate whores and we had to adhere to some sort of uh, you know, agenda, some sort of, oh, God, some sort of advertisement. Pharma dollars. Just unbelievable. I was watching so many pharma commercials. I'm watching, I was watching basketball today. There's some big basketball games. And, of course, when the commercials come on, I hate the commercials. I have to pay attention to what is being advertised. And it's all pharma. It's all uh, uh, tech companies. It's all tech companies and pharma. And that's what you see over and over and over again. All I see is Google and Microsoft and fucking all these it's just ugh, never ends. And people wonder, well, you know, if there was really something rough going on, it'd be in the news. No, it isn't in the news. It isn't anywhere you can find it because you don't bite the hand that feeds. And I'll tell you what right now, we don't bite the hand that feeds because the hand that feeds is your hand. And we don't want to bite it. We want to take it and, and guide you down this beautiful path that we have found. It's It's the truth. And it's real shit it's not we're not trying to sell you anything we're not trying to fake you out we are trying to figure things out together and that's what behind the schemes is all about baby that's why we're here 
the CDC is like this whole governmental body with scientists and shit that just tell us what to do. You don't have to think about it, dude. Or you could be that guy. <laughs> yeah. You could you could be a corporate whore too. They, I hear they make a fantastic living. You know? That's actually not the science one that I meant to play. Yes, science. There we go. Yes, science. Oh, did you see this fucking boxing match? This this super hype. Do you know about this boxing match that just happened between Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul, the YouTube guy? I yeah, I knew it was happening. I think I knew who won. Uh Floyd won. Floyd was going to win. He's he's technically one of the greatest boxers yeah. ever. But this fucking thing was, I believe Sir Spencer called it uh, Ant- Fall of the Empire Cultural AIDS. <laughs> and he was dead right. This thing was such a blatant, just like, hey, we're here because we're famous. You know the fight's going to suck. You know that None of this is going to be worth your time. You are, you know, you're not going, you're going to pay 50 bucks for this pay-per-view and then watch commercials during a pay-per-view. What the fuck? And then you're going to just be completely disappointed, not just by that fight, but by all the other fights. As a matter of fact, the fight before uh, the title card was, uh, I believe, a fix. I mean, the guy dropped. I, I think he took a fall. The whole thing was just such a joke. And I didn't pay a dime for it. I sail the high seas like any respectable person. And um, and you can find it if you're looking for it. But it but, was but such what a if, perfect But example. what if you're not looking for it? Eh? Well, then you're even better off. <laughs> I don't um, even know I watched this stupid fucking thing. It was just... Anyway. Crazy stuff. Yeah, he just... He doesn't do it for me for some reason. I can't. I can't get into him. Uh, I just I'm not uh I don't I don't know why. I, I get that he was a big Vine star. But then I look at how much coverage people like Philip DeFranco give him and it's always just bitching about him. I'm like, well If you just stop talking about him, then he'd just go away. God damn. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what I said about Trump too. I was like, if you guys really didn't want Trump around all these liberals and shit. If you guys really didn't want Trump around, you just stop talking about him. Yeah, fucking, second everybody stops talking about him, he loses all his power. And the in the Clinton campaign, that's all they could talk about. That's all they could fucking point fingers at. It's like, oh, look, look at this clown. He'll never win. <laughs> that's all they've had before, since, and after. Is like, I can't believe this guy. That's the whole platform. I can't believe this guy. You know what I can't believe is that George H. W. Bush. The fucking oil going back 100, 200 years elitist built factories for fucking Hitler family got to fucking, and they get to just run around and be cool. Oh, those guys are great. At least they're not Trump. Get, I said I wouldn't cuss as much, so get fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we, we, we highly encourage all of the lizard fucks out there. Here on behind the schemes to get fucked. Yep. Yeah. That's what I like to kill, all right. Innocent little lizards. <laughs> uh not innocent lizards, guilty lizards. <laughs> innocent lizards are, are really cute. The lizard people. <laughs> oh, you know, okay, there's there's one last uh final bit of business we should do. 
we told you who was behind the schemes, but you'll never know who's behind the screens. Call our creep phone now and leave a screen mail. We'll play it on the show. 612-263-SEXY. 612-263-SXXY. That's 612-263-7999. You can call 612-263-SXXY and leave your scream mail tonight, and we will play it on the show. I mean, will we play it? We will play it. We might play it twice, depending on how good it is. I, I did put this out here. It's true. Or out there, I should say. Give us your best heavy metal screen tonight. Let's see. Uh, I don't know how it's going to work to try and play voicemails through Bluetooth to my phone. Uh, <laughs> so maybe maybe we'll play them after uh, after our phone call with Charlie. And then he can listen in post. Yeah. 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 He can he can circle back. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to do one right now? I would love to. All right, listen to this. All right. So, I pull into the driveway. I'm ready to hear aftermath. I'm ready. I'm ready for all this shit. And, uh, you know, I'm smoking a cigarette like I do because, you know, I'd like to, I like a cigarette. I do like a cigarette. And, uh, I look over. After I'm listening to the first, uh, you know, 10, 20 minutes of Behind the Schemes. And I look over and, and I see this big fucking moth. And as soon as I look at it, it goes. Flies. Faster than I've ever seen a moth fly off as soon as I look at it. It was hovering there for a minute. And this is by no means cryptid encounter any of that shit it was nothing weird other than the fact that as soon as i looked at it as soon as i looked at it the instant i looked at it while i was behind the schemes it just went and flew off into the night like fast like a little orange tic-tac i don't know man (laughs) but i'll tell you what let me give you a scream right now Thank you, caller. <laughs> Thank you, caller. Moth encounters of the thirty-third kind. Ayo, flitting around your dome. Well, cool. And six one two two six three seven nine 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 is that phone number, and we'll do it just like we did for this last caller for you. That's right. And you you don't have to scream, but you can scream if your scream is like that. Then you really have no excuse not to scream. You might as well just just give us a little a little love tap. Indubitably. Uh, speaking of love love taps, uh, we got about oh. twenty minutes until Charlie should be joining our call. So I don't think we'll do an intermission before he shows up. Uh, how does that sound to you? Uh yeah, whatever works. Because that would give us just ten minutes to fuck around. <laughs> Why not? We'll we'll just go however long this guy wants to go. I mean, he's uh you know he's a working man, so I don't want to keep him too long. If, whatever, I'm game for anything. Whatever is convenient for this guy. Well, let's uh let's do one of these articles here that I got 
If you check out our show notes, zososcorner.substack.com. Uh, <laughs> Vice, the quote, mystery illness taking the U.S. by storm is the common cold. What do you no. call it when you've got a runny nose, a fever, and a cough, but you don't have COVID-19? As TikTokers are discovering, that's not a new mysterious illness. It's oh just, my God. It's just the plain old common cold, man. Wait, the what? Who the what? You're you're gonna have to brace yourself for this one. Make sure you're sitting down. <clears throat> oh my god. On TikTok, some users have noticed that they've been getting sick, sicker than they remember being in the past. These users don't have COVID and they don't have strep, but they also don't know what they're suffering from. Oh my god. I will have you know that I had to go through each one of these TikToks for our dedicated true deniers. And our freaks of hazards out there to pull a couple of screenshots in our show notes. Let me read some of these from you. Did anyone else get a little sick and thought it was allergies, but then all of a sudden woke up one morning super sick and bedridden? It's not COVID or strep, says one TikToker. We'll save this one. Another TikToker says, is anyone else sick with an unidentified virus that is not COVID, but no doctor can explain it? Feels like you're swallowing knives, bad cough, fever, congestion, nausea. Am I the only one who's been feeling sick, nauseous, not uh, not appetite, tired 24-7, everything you eat makes you sick, lightheaded, dizzy 24-7, or is it just me, L-M-A-O-A-O-A-O? Uh, but this last one, check this out. Did anyone start feeling bad, think it was allergies, but bam, you have been sick for over a week and it's all caps, not COVID. And everyone I know that has it, are women. Okay, now that's just sexist. That That's that's interesting to me, because I think back to all those uh, Christina Northrup clips that they were playing. I did circle back to the, uh, God, Rogue Ways, I believe was the name of the podcast that John brought. Um, mm. I would check it out. I mean, some of the shits, it's, it's fucking out there, but I'm, I'm listening from a place of I have no reason to not believe any of these women at this point. Uh, some of the shit they're talking about is pretty fucking hairy. <laughs> hairy women, you say? <laughs> uh, well, hmm. Let's see. We've been sitting in our living rooms. Uh, we haven't had any contact with any unfamiliar bacteria, letting our immune system rot. Uh, while we just fucking breathe in our own biomes with our stupid little masks that don't actually do anything. And you're telling me that people are getting the cold now? Oh, my God. And that <laughs> and they can't figure it out unless... People are so young that they've never had the cold. Things are so clean and so nice that people don't get colds very much anymore. And now when people do, they're like, what? Come and say, What? They're like, oh, I think I'm sick, but I don't know because my phone's dead and I can't check. You know, I don't get it, man. It's fucking weird. It's it's like uh, it's a de- it's just a codependency on technology that is very very strange. It's it strengthens people and it weakens people at the same time. I just want to crank all of their PCR tests up and and freak them out that way. Yeah. Because uh, could you imagine the way? Uh, 
it's so just mind numbing that I, it's hard for me to wrap my actual brain around. Because if they had just had a cranked up PCR test, then I think this would be a different article that we'd be reading. It would be like every other article that we've looked at at nauseum for the past 18 months. I mean, the fucking audacity of these motherfuckers. It isn't a new illness, though. These people have all described the symptoms of a common cold over the last year as the majority of people have been masking indoors and avoiding social situations more broadly. Rates of flu and infections that cause the common cold have plummeted. But as things have opened back up in the United States, as people get vaccinated, colds are coming back in a big way. At one health network in Utah, for example, cases of uh, RSV, I'm not familiar with that, one of the many viruses that causes the common cold are up to 10 times over normal rates. Dumb. As and, and, and it links out to another article. I didn't look at this. Uh, as COVID dissipates in the U.S., cold and flu viruses may return with a vengeance. And meanwhile, nobody's actually sick. If you actually get sick, then you have the cold. But if you just test positive, but you're not sick for COVID, then you have COVID, but you're not actually sick. I don't plan on playing any fucking golf games in the next little while. (laughs) Yeah, don't be fucking up six strokes at a major PGA tournament about to win millions of dollars and then get, oh my God, what a nightmare we live in right now. Actually, but what I did hear though is that he won the the uh, he won the purse anyway by being disqualified. I think he gets the money anyway. Well, hey, Wouldn't that be fun. Even better, <laughs> get yeah. me the fuck out of here faster. Yeah, well, fine. Go on vacation, spend time with your family, get thirty million dollars for playing golf. You know, could be worse. Uh, when we, so here's a quote: When we talk about a cold, there are actually hundreds of viruses that cause colds. That's why you keep getting them. That's why you, when you have a child in preschool, they are always bringing them home, and you're catching them. Uh, when you watch videos on TikTok where people are describing their colds, it's easy to get the impression that more people are getting sick than before. Hmm. Although more people seem to be aware of common colds, or at least finding experience the experience of getting a cold novel enough to post about it according to this doctor it's unlikely that we're more susceptible susceptible to them now than before the pandemic we just haven't been going out as much oh sorry sorry we haven't we haven't been going outside as much yeah we're we're there's probably a lot of um you know what else i've noticed is that everybody just eats fast food all the time now more than ever and that the fast food joints are just completely blown out you can't eat at a restaurant. Restaurants are expensive. Delivery is expensive. And if you have a family and you're trying to make ends meet, you're eating a lot, a lot, a lot more junk food than before. And that is not good for you either. The fact that most of the country is just totally loaded up on garbage and they have for the last year. And now they're trying to go out and do everything they were doing before. You know, they're trying to go to the gym. They're trying to go out. They're trying to uh, just... There's, it's such a series of shocks, uh, as Shakespeare said, that you know, it's 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 traumatizing everybody. Everybody is trying to drink as hard as they were before, and um, nobody's conditioned for it. And mm-hmm. by the way, how's everyone's cardio doing? Everybody's been working at home. No one's had to fucking get up from their couches. I I, I can't imagine that this is going to have a great reflection on on heart health in the long term. And I say that because, you know, I worry about that myself, but it's all bad. 
No doubt. Uh, It's, uh, yeah. This one, this this period of 18 months is going to shape everything for the next fucking generation, at least to some degree. For the for the, for the young ones, another level. Are, Sorry, continue. Well, just for the the young ones that are able to shake out of it, you know. But yeah, and 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 it's just another level of of uh, wisdom, you know, that people will have to have for themselves. Another step of not only like say you're just a conspiracy person, you listen to this and you think it's all bullshit, but then there's another level of of wisdom where you got to be like, I have to take care of myself now i have to do this right you know i can't just let these people tell me what to do with with my health i have to take a really proactive stance and you still do have to trust doctors to a certain degree because you know they they do help people generally (laughs) it's it's the industry itself that's criminal much more so than the individual doctors and i say that hating to go to the hospital and I say that because I've had a lot of crappy doctors in my life and I've had to drop them and I've got a great one now and, and having a great doctor there's nothing better than that you gotta have you gotta look over your health a little bit and you can't just completely distrust hospitals and doctors because trust me it's not going to work out for you if you do that too I don't know man Ethan Klein says that I don't even have to think about it dude <laughs> well you know so did Zappa but yeah, it is just whatever your preference is. And um, everybody has a different experience. Some people have better and worse genetics. You know, it's, a lot of things come down to genetics. But no matter how great your genetics are, you're, you're, you can't just take care of yourself all the time. You know? Even if it's a, a, a romantic partner that takes some sort of interest in your health, you know, that helps. <laughs> if you don't have that, that's one less thing that you have, you know. I, I'm definitely starting to lean heavy into the terrain theory. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know uh, too terribly much about it, but I'm I'm definitely open to diving a little deeper into that one. And terrain theory for those of uh, y'all that aren't familiar, it's the idea that germ theory is just a huge crock of shit and the body is sort of like a goldfish in a tank of water. Because if the water that the, that the fish is swimming in is dirty, then the fish is going to be sick. But the, if the if the fish has clean, fresh water, then the, the, the fish is going to be healthy. Hmm. So it's about maintaining your environment, external and internal. And I would assume to some degree, um, psychologically, mm-hmm. maintaining that balance. Which is a huge part of it, too. Um, if you aren't taking care of yourself mentally, then it will reflect in how you take care of yourself physically. I think an- I think another sort of aspect of it is that uh, viruses are... Not healthy, but helpful. It's an integral part of how the body functions. Well, bacteria, and especially viruses, I, I, I guess maybe I wouldn't. I don't know about that, but bacteria. Basically, you are bacteria. A living organism is mostly bacteria and water. You know, no doubt. You've got tr- billions, trillions of little, tiny, little things that that make you who you are, and all the things you can do from 
being able to heal your body to being able to digest food to being able to breathe, being able to grow muscle or lose muscle or fat, that's all enzyme processes. It's all bacteria that exists within you. And and without that bacteria, you aren't you. You're nothing. You're dust. So it's you have to have bacteria and you have to keep it strong. You gotta you gotta you gotta introduce certain things. You gotta, you know, put. It's like exercise. You put your body through a little hell so that it can be healthier in the long run. Exercising when you lift weights and you're trying to gain muscle, you're destroying that muscle, and that and that muscle rebuilds itself back better. You know, you build back better. Oh God, what? Did, oh God, oh God. Did you see that blueberry? Oh my God, they got me, dude. I want to be a globalist. How oh do I get God. in? I feel like I feel really socialist right now, boobs. Yeah, next thing you know, you're going to be fucking installing yourself as Canada's prime minister for the next 12 years. Heyo. Oh, no, I'm not the son of a uh, Cuban uh, dictator. <laughs> I could never be the head of Canada. But uh, I'll tell you what, though. I'm going to pay a lot more taxes now because I'm feeling real socialist. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> you're going to make me pay more taxes. <laughs> Uh, I came. Well, while you're coming and everybody else is paying more in taxes, the uh, Army runs an astrology-based recruiting campaign, links, links the Zodiac signs to job selection. Here's a quote. Wondering what your Zodiac sign says about the kind of soldier you could be in the Army? You'll just have to click through our Instagram story to find the answer because our lips are sealed over here, the branch's official Instagram account wrote. This is new. I don't know how I feel about this. I'm a, I'm legitimately a little weirded out. Like not as weirded out by the uh, by the the cartoon commercials because I figured that was only a matter of time. But this this seems like a little bit of a reach. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> well, I, I do say. <laughs> oh, do you? Well, yeah, it is a reach. Fuck these guys, man. Oh, I'm, God, I'm, I'm not supposed to cuss this much. Sorry. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't able to find the the whole set, which makes me really sad because I like whole sets of things. But I can't. Re- I can read through some of these. Sagittarius, a social worker. My sister's a, a Sagittarius. Family life is important to you, so helping our soldiers and their families as a social worker could be your next move. A Libra. Mm. Psychological operations specialist. Libras are diplomatic and gracious, both qualities needed in a psychological operations specialist who engage with specific audiences. Hmm. We got Capricorn, who is a human intelligence collector. Oh, a human intelligence collector. Let's look (laughs) at that job. Hey, hey, uh, Jim. Uh, Thanks for buying me a beer. Nice to meet you, dog. Uh, yeah, I'm just in town. So what do you do for a living? Oh, me? Oh, I'm a human intelligence collector for the military. A human intelligence collector is the path that fits the smarts of a Capricorn. Capricorn. Going to great lengths to successfully analyze and understand our enemies. The Capricorn dissects the enemy. Uh, that That's every Capricorn I've ever met. <laughs> Maybe they're on to something. I don't know. <laughs> These guys, yeah. Hey, we put $3 billion into researching stupid Zodiac uh, websites. 
Uh, we got Pisces, Jag Corpse Attorney. A Jag Corpse Attorney will bring out the best in you, Pisces. Honest and a passion for helping people will prove powerful in court. Mm. And then there's Cancers. Oh, Cancers are hard asses. They're field uh, veterinary services. Oh, veterinary services? A veterinary service. Oh, so you're, you're, you're the dog medic. Could, uh, could be honey badger medic. Or honey badger, if they have military-trained honey badgers, which they may. Honey badgers don't give a fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm so glad that our tax dollars are being spent for these really important things. Um, I'm going to go ahead and open another beer for <laughs> the Army. Thank you, Army. Uh, let's see. The army did not disclose which zodiac sign is more inclined to destroy the country's enemies on the battlefield, and that fact invited numerous negative responses. We all know who'd be the deadliest asshole on the on the battlefield. It'd be the fucking Scorpio. Oh, the I Scorpios have, I have a, are, are killers. Uh, human resources for people born October 23rd to November 21, Scorpio. Oh my God. Did I, did I call it? Oh, I think you called that. Yes. 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 (laughs) Fucking Scorpios. Oh man. You know, I've dated a couple of Scorpios and I can tell you. They are the ones that would <laughs> kill you on a battlefield if they met one. I will say, uh, I will say, they're a little like uh, I don't want to say in tune. Maybe they're a little more aware of some things. Eh, maybe more in tune is the word is the one I'm looking for. Uh, like sensitive Scorpios are sensitive. I'd agree with that. I was uh, gonna say, well, woo woo, maybe. Um, yeah. They're very headstrong. Uh, they can be very aggressive just in general uh, in their attitudes. And uh, sexually, they're just top top tier uh, sexual zodiac. But, you know, that great sex comes with a cost. Does it sound anything like, Oh, fuck! You're gonna make me squeam! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Oh, here we go. We got a Charlie on the line. Hold on to your butts, folks. Here we go. Hello, Charlie. Do you have us? Can you guys hear me good? There we go. Can you hear me good? Yes. It would help help if I unmuted the channel. (laughs) Yeah. Good, good. We got good audio. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah, because the only thing is, I was going to stay in one spot, but I'm driving. I just want to make sure you're you're not hearing any traffic noise or anything. No, nah, I can't. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. Uh, so, Charlie, we talked on the phone earlier. This is Booberry. Lavish here is my co-host. Hey, Charlie. Yeah, how are you? Good to meet you. Sure. It's uh, Lav- what, what are your names? Lavish and Bull? Uh, Booberry, like the cereal. Oh, like Booberry? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, my, uh, just so you know, my name's Charlie. My full name, if you know, if you see like on the band's webpage, and I mean, it's like Kiriakos Charlie, because Charlie's like my nickname, you know? Hell yeah, Kiriakos. Yeah. Okay, I was curious about the pronunciation. I was just 
I was, uh, yeah, it was, it was rough. Yeah, it was, it was hard when you were like in grammar school and they were doing like the, especially in the beginning of the year, the roll call. And I always like used to get nervous because no teacher ever pronounced it right. But it's Kyriakos, yeah. kind of like it's spelled, you know? That's badass. It's like, a, it's a great, it's Greek, right? Yeah, it's Greek. And it was like, it wasn't like a, one of the big Greek names, but I guess now, currently, the prime minister in Greece, that's his first name, you know? Oh, so it's coming back then. Yeah, so now it's going to be a, going to be a generic Greek name. <laughs> <laughs> now you're even more pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it was kind of cool because a lot of the Greek names around us, you know, like, for some reason, all of Costa's a cool name, you know, Costa, you know? They all became Gus's or it was all like, a, well, basically, three, four names that everybody was using, you know? Mm, mm-hmm. But, uh, Charlie's what stuck. It, but just I'll final my final thought. It's my uh, father's father, my grandfather's name. Oh hell yeah! Nice, nice. We very much appreciate that gener- generational pass down of uh, names and oh, customs. And one more, uh, yeah, and I'll add one more as a funny thing. Well, I respect the guy as an artist, you know. Is but George Michael—that's his real middle name. It's like George Kiriakou, but I, uh, long Greek name, you know. Oh uh, wow! So. Yeah. I did not if know he that. used it back then it would have been world famous then you know instead of George Michael he just went by Kyriakos mm-hmm. yeah well, you know the artist. 80s they didn't have the mindset for that in the 80s they were too coked well thank god he didn't but that, that'd really be bad I'd never even like say it was my name then yeah. <laughs> no association yeah, yeah. please <laughs> totally then you'd be George Michael <laughs> yeah hey by the way I wanna I don't forget at work right now while I was loading boxes on UPS airplanes I was listening to your uh, uh, the latest podcast you guys did. You know the one you guys were talking about the the church at the end. Uh, I mean the children. You know the terrible thing. That, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Residential yeah. schools in uh, British Columbia. Yeah, the, yeah, the Chinese moon. And I, I listened to the whole podcast, but I remember right now there was the last thing I was uh, you guys were talking about. You know, towards the end of the the, uh-huh. the second part or whatever. But uh, that that's so sad, man. You know. No doubt. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't hear it until you guys played that clip where they told parents they were run away, they ran away and stuff. I mean, I didn't even know that, but I just, you know, that even makes it so much worse, you know? Yeah, it's it's brutal. Uh, it's it's a rough topic, but it's something, it's things like that every once in a while we like to bring up just because it's worth bringing up. Well, that you know? stuff, I mean, people need, I mean, when something tragic like that happens and it's buried and people don't even know about it, and one girl that was being interviewed said it was a rumor, because you're, that's, that's tragic because those people died for no reason because it didn't help, their death didn't even help people discover that that bad stuff is going on, you know? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, as bad as, nobody wants to talk about that, but if, when it, it's got to be known, you know? And the ugliness of it, just so we can make sure that stuff, you know, gets prevented, I mean, but I got, you know, we know why that stuff happens, all the missing kids, I mean. I mean, yeah. I, we'll talk about it when we start talking about it, but I, I know why that's going on. I, I know why it's not being stopped. Right. Yeah, it, but, uh, was, it was not anything that I was uh, familiar with until I started pulling the material for the show last week. And it, it's it's just, it's really heartbreaking and horrible. And uh, yeah. I, I just, I, I don't know if that's, ever something's you know what what does justice mean in a situation like that and the thing is is that the first like i don't know if you guys know in the past in texas 
there was a similar thing where they discovered in the school the tunnels underneath and involving the governor of the state. You know, that was a big thing. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a real. For some reason, the the, 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 the name uh, we know it as, but for, it's slipping me. Like it's named after the guy that was. Oh God, you guys, you remember the name? Maybe. Uh, was it? Uh, oh God, the. Didn't they? He wasn't he in like a South Park episode. They made fun of him. Uh, I think so. Yeah, because it's known now. That, that's a known thing now. People found out about. It. But there was the tunnels <laughs> under the school. All that stuff was. Uh, when I first yeah. came across that, when I was searching, you know, my quest for truth and how things really work. I remember, man, that was like when when it evolved. Because that's the first time, like same feeling as this, when you just like stop and think, man. You go imagine being one of those little kids screaming for a parent, nobody's there to save them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's well, and it happens all the time. When you got, yeah, man, when you got, see, I'm not a father, but I got a 10 year old niece, and she kind of, you know, me and my brother real close, so she grew up like my daughter, too. Like, and uh, it, it's worse when you know a real kid in life. And I kids just out in the street, you see them, you, of course, you feel sorry, but you see their eyes and all the kids that are suffering now, my niece's eyes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, as soon as you, you connect with Yeah, and then you worry where they're at. Like, the other day, I find out. Some parent took him to a park, like four kids, and they got lost for a little while. And I was telling my brother, what, what kind of parent is in charge of four kids? What kind of lady is that? And she lost track of four kids. I go, you looked into that, man. Don't let her take him out again. The, uh, kids the, lost in park, you know, it doesn't end up good if they're, if they're not found quickly. But anyways, let's uh, talk about something more. Uh, well, just what you're saying, though. I like what you're saying about it, which is that when we, if we don't talk about this stuff, then the lessons get lost. And people don't understand oh. that this sort of thing happens. If you just bury it, then you have to learn again and again and again that this sort of thing happens. And there's no reason to it's ignore that it happens. Yeah, when you said they don't understand, because our minds, are, most humans are, are who would think other humans would do that to children? And it gets bad when you really discover what's going on. I mean, it's it's... It's so disgusting that I don't even want to mention it. So, like you said, they don't understand that kind of thing happens, and they need to know. Yeah, you just understand that it does happen. They don't have to see pictures and get super involved with it, but just understand that this happens, and we need to do some awareness. And there is testimonies of uh, victims. I believe there was a one uh, one specific video that comes to mind of a of a young girl that details accounts from Australia. Uh, so it's it's awful. It's out there. Um, it's oh, you mean the one Madeleine or something? Madeline? Uh, the little girl that went missing. No, it's not the one that she she was there Uh-oh. giving testimony at the precinct or whatever Australia uh, calls their police station. Um, it really just details uh, accounts of what was going on at the school with teachers and, and oh yeah, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. These sort of authority yeah, no. figures, but the the whole this the, the fucking the trafficking angle is what smacked me in the face. Uh, probably three, four years ago now, four and a half years or so. It was the thing that, like, once it all just clicked into place, I was in the middle of work and it it just it fucking knocked the wind out of me. And like, I remember catching my mouth because like I was wanting to just fucking sob and break down there in the middle. It was for a big load in. We were doing X Games. <laughs> you know, there's all these like all these fucking biker and, and skater punks and, and all this, uh, all these other uh, like stagehands and stuff around. And like, here's the one guy fucking listen to uh, somewhere um, 
Oh my God! What's the what's Kermit's song? Uh, Rainbow Connection. It ain't easy being great. No, Rainbow <laughs> Connection. No. That was that specifically. Rainbow Connection is the song that hit me in the mouth. I was like, Oh, Jim Henson is right here breaking it all down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you guys, uh, this this last thing, you know, with the children now in Canada. Uh, you, you're both Canadian, right? You're both in Canada. Uh, no, we're both American. Uh, I'm in, oh, you're yeah, both West- American? Yeah, yeah. I wonder why I thought you were Canadian for this. Uh, so I was, I was just going to ask something if it's known in Canada. I mean, I already talking about it there, but because I know they showed out on news here. I mean, but, oh, well, how about the Pope saying you won't apologize? Like, like the, you know, the Vatican. <laughs> oh, the you know, Pope won't apologize. See, yeah. I for for how woke the Pope part. has been, I was surprised that he pulled yeah, that yeah. angle. You know, that's right, because I thought he would be, yeah, exactly like you said, that angle, I, I thought he would do the apology and, like, condemn it or whatever, but it's weird that he just did that. It's, it was unexpected. But, again, you know, that think did. about it, the three city states, you know, the Vatican, uh, Lower London, and uh, District of Columbia, you know, those the city, those three things, uh, the they're there for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah all, the, all, the, all the monuments, dedicated to all the you know the symbols are everywhere though guys i mean it, there's rituals happening right before our eyes it's it's it's, it's we live in a crazy world and it's funny that it, people won't research this stuff and you know, watch dumb tv you know something that's i don't know it's so interesting what's going on there's nothing more there's no movie that can be as interesting as what's really going on in the world exactly I say that all the time. There's no piece of fiction. There's no comic book that you can read. There's nothing that is anywhere near as interesting, fascinating, and unbelievable as the stuff that is yeah, going on right now. In the beginning, like 10 years ago, when I started researching stuff, and it actually started with me, a specific thing. You know, I wanted to find the longest span of peace on earth, you know, whenever it was, especially in the modern era, you know, America and uh and the modern years before the United States became a country, and I, I couldn't find it. You know, in America, I can get seven years of semi peace or in the beginning or something. It wasn't really, it just blew that triggered in me because I always questioned things. Like, even in the 80s, when we were making our super crossover hardcore demo, you know, like a almost super hardcore cross punk rock, you know, hardcore, though, you know, all my songs were questioning. It was all about questioning things about society that don't make sense, why they operate this way. And um, that search that began, it just it was so fast in the beginning. It was just like I couldn't keep. I didn't want to get off and find out more and more and more. You know, it was like it was exciting. You know, finding this stuff out because then again, it, vado- it validated a lot of things I was thinking. Anyways, mm. the world is not. You know, it's not like because you figured there'd be peace on Earth at one point if it wasn't an organized thing to keep wars going and keep. You know, bad energy, you know, bad things going because there would have been some people at one point go, you know, we give them wars a try. Let's try and teach for a couple of years. Let's see what happens. Mm. Give peace a chance, man. Yeah, John, and that, we did the cover. I don't know if you guys know that, but. Uh, yeah, you did. You did a fantastic cover of, of Give Peace a Chance, and a great music video um, but, with a lot of great. But, you know, uh, um, when I. Uh, Lenny was doing it before I understood why he did it, and I understood that's basically the only thing the poor guy could do, because I go, man, what's that guy doing? Give Pete a chance of making a couple of signs. Well, how's that going to stop war? You know, it just didn't, it seems silly sitting in a bedroom in uh, Montreal or wherever he was, and 
kicking with his wife in pajamas, you know, for a week. And I go, that's kind of like, you know, it doesn't seem like it's for the right reason. But then after I found out how the world really works, and then let's say if you do want to change anything, you're not going to be able to. So what he actually did is he just wanted to bring awareness to the people, just like we said they should know about the children suffering and dying. He was just trying to do that his way. That's why he goes, I was trying to be, you know, when he was putting war, give, uh, war is over, give peace a chance. He was doing the marketing way like corporations do to brainwash people to buy things. He was doing that with the banners and posters everywhere. And he was like, the bad end of the song was making people go, hey, man, we don't need to be in a world that war is normal and expected. You know, we could actually live in a world where it's all peace, believe it or not. But mm-hmm. that's such a hard concept for regular people to grasp. They haven't researched stuff because they think war is part of life. They think war is part of, like, breathing is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, and, oh, sorry. Oh, oh, sorry, you, go ahead. You, you go. Uh, I was going to say just the the association with I, the genre that people would label your music as is thrash metal and and you got the the idea that thrash metal is aggressive or that it's 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 about war it's about the and you you're talking about a thrash metal that is against that sort of thing it it's thematically dichotomizes with what it is sonically uh it's an aggressive how i can okay yeah just saying it's an aggressive forward song but it's about peace yeah, you know, you mean you mean the John Lennon song or the our reason for doing it? Well, just the, your general uh, your general sound is 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 aggressive and it's. Uh, well, yeah, know, we're it's, definitely a, a, we, we come from the thrash underground. Like we were there, we formed in 1985, October 31st, believe it or not, Halloween night. Me, Stephen Ray, me vocal, Steve guitar. I write all the lyrics. Steve writes all the music, and Ray's our drummer. And Ray tosses like John Bonham, like if Ray. Ray, he's not just a drummer. Like, you know, he doesn't write the music, but he's as important as the songwriters for us, you know? So mm-hmm. the three of us started that night, and it's the three of us still now with a different bass player, you know? And we had a one, for one period, after the initial years, we went progressive thrash metal. So we added a second guitar player, so it could be real, it was real, like, technical and complex music. Mm-hmm. But anyways, when we first started out uh, in 85, um, that's metal was just beginning. I mean, literally, 84, 83, what was the heaviest stuff? Metallica came out with Kill Em All. There was a new wave of British heavy metal. And then uh, Venom basically started the craziness, you know, like seeing the Venom albums with, in the back saying, kill nuns and rape angels or whatever. And, right, uh, right. On yeah, that was shocking. It was even shocking. Oh, yeah, then Murder King Diamond. But the way we decided to do threats, like if you listen to our '85 demo and our uh, and our '85 demo, and those two because there was two, like a four song, and then the one we put out to the world called "Killing the Future," you'll see that it was like the beginnings of crossover. Because uh, the only other band that did it in '85, like we were doing it, I remember back then was SOD. You know, because they were because there was DRIs and there was TOT, but they were way more punk rock than metal, the real mixture of metal and punk. You know, and uh, we started uh, that, and and it was. I, I, what I'm trying to say is it was so exciting to, to be at the beginning of a new genre. And I don't, that's almost like, you know, how many bands start all these years, you know, and become a heavy metal band or a jazz band or a blues band or whatever kind of style is. But I think for any band that started back then, the death metal bands and the thrash bands, that was about, it was just, you couldn't beat that time for uh, starting a new band because the whole genre was brand new, you know? I mean, just, there was no history. You guys, the bands at that time were like making it, you know? It's all uncharted territory. 
Yeah, well, I don't know. You guys went to the, you guys are in a metal, both of you, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we yeah. like to consider yeah. this a punk show <laughs> at times. But, but thrash, don't forget, punk show, right? The big, I mean, half of the thrash, the attitude, I mean, it's from punk rock, underground punk rock, and hardcore. And uh, it got rid of the dumb stuff of metal. So I really believe thrash is a, it's the purest of heavy metal because it's like almost like no dress up. No fixing, poofing up your hair. No more, definitely no makeup. I mean, come on, back then, you know, that's the posers was a big thing. And I mean, this part is kind of bad. I don't want to say this. Like, if you went to an underground thrash or whatever city was, I know Chicago, and I hear the San Francisco people talk about Paul Bailoff out there beating people up and wear a poison shirt or uh, hair. It, it wasn't, you know, it was almost like a gang, going, like you're going into a wrong gang neighborhood and you're, it was dangerous, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, San Francisco's always got that weird edge that almost borders, you know, they got the queer scene and all that stuff, and that all kind of intermingles, and a lot of drugs. Yeah, they were, well, they, they feel like they created this whole genre, but, you know. Yeah, well, like, you know, forget them. You, know, you don't need that. Chicago anyway, has always been a major musical center. I mean, you guys are from Chicago. Chicago has is, is always been a great uh, American epicenter for music. Yeah, yeah so and uh, it, and, it, and it's had a lot of different kind of music, a lot of different kind, blues, metal, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, even industrial, you know, wax tracks and uh, ministry in the beginning, and all those. Uh, that scene was, was a major scene around the world. And then there's house music that really started in Chicago, and then went to Detroit because it first started in Chicago uh, warehouse outside, and then. Uh, our punk rock scene, I wish was bigger because we had great bands, but they didn't get big enough, like Out of Order and uh, Effigies and, uh, well, Screeching Weasels from here, too. And, oh, yeah. And, um, wait, New York well, wanted to get that one under their belt. They wanted to be the punk yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, New York. Have you guys ever been to Chicago? Oh, yeah. A couple times. Uh, I, I used to do uh, Broadway tours. For my main job, and uh, usually we'd sit there for two weeks. Uh, I've been three times, I think now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chicago's a cool city. I mean, I, I love downtown, but I mean, lately, just like all the other cities, are being kind of messed with. You know, like they're it seems with the wave of things getting. You know, the city in the '90s, Chicago felt like a great place to come. You know, for tourists. I mean, but now. They're letting violence spread everywhere, you know, purposely, you know. Like today, there's oh, yeah. carjacking on the Gold Coast during the day. Like today, literally, I, like somebody uh, posted it and there was an alert, you know, like two uh, cars like uh, pulled up, blocked them while they were driving. They had weapons and they made the driver get out and they stole his car. It happened in two yeah. spots on the Gold Coast today. It's getting desperate out there. I think all around things are getting kind of sticky. It's kind of a strange time. Oh, definitely. Just... Definitely. It's, a, it's chaos. But. I don't know. I don't want to talk about my what I think right now. Uh, right now, and go off on it. Unless I don't know if the show. Uh, wait, what time is it? Is it ten to when is the show started already? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're on the show. We yeah. got you on. We're live. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, cool conversations like this. Yeah, I noticed what your things kind of laid back and everything, right? Yeah. You know, there is one one thing I wanted to uh, kind of poke your brain on. You were talking about the, the, uh, punk ethos and this scientist and priest song. I just, there was something about that one that was singing to me on, on a, on a very deep, deep level. So what I really want to ask you is, do you intend to write a follow up called we told you? 
we told you is that what you said yeah because i just i'm looking at the lyrics for scientists and priests i was jamming it out it was the one that uh i was sort of promoting this uh episode tonight with uh but this like that that fucking opiate of the masses and it comes ripping in um <laughs> did uh do you do you listen to tinfoil hat by chance yeah yeah Hey, and uh, one thing, it seems like the audio gets loud a little bit. Are you guys cool? Because they kind of, because these earbuds, I'm in my garage now, so there's no traffic, so there's no noise in here. But I thought it was a drive. But can you guys make your volume a little bit louder? Because, again, I'm at, I was at O'Hare, and my ears, you know, you know, playing music all this time, I never wore earplugs or anything. And right now, when I come from it, it's so noisy. I still have the buzz in my head from the, where, from the airplane, because I'm right by the, literally, the airplane engines, you know? And those sound insane. They're louder than bands. Let me see if I can boost us a little bit. You got, yeah, for a second. I, it felt like a little while ago, you guys got closer, I could hear everything real loud. So I know it's possible. That's why I said, if I didn't hear it that part, I would have just, like, pushed my fingers into my ears and heads, and then I could hear it, you know, because I'm not driving anymore, you know. I'll get uh, get up here a little closer on the mic, see if that helps. Yeah, um, there you go. There you go. Oh, that's what, yeah, I can, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Here's good. Maybe you guys were just far away from the mic, yeah. And we were all right. So now, probably getting a little too relaxed. We're a professional yeah, yeah, show. Yeah. We're, we're bringing it back now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, now it's back. Now, now it starts. All right. And the question was, I think first of all, I think you said, do I know the tinfoil hat? Uh, yeah, the Sal Tripoli show, right? Uh, Sam Trip, Sam. Yeah, that's uh, that's how I actually became aware of uh, of y'all. I had seen that there was a cross posting on um, Instagram, and I ended up reaching out through that channel, but. Uh, I've listened to to Sam Tripoli for a long while now. He was part of the original. I and, yeah, I didn't mean I went and seen him recently, also live, uh, like a few months ago. I will in May, I think, in Chicago or or a suburb here. Oh, nice! I uh, I just caught him. Uh, what was it last weekend? I think lavish. Uh, he was he was just oh, oh, through here. I saw him twice, back to back. I met him that night. I gave him a CD. I met him that night for a second, but I didn't. I, I actually kind of wanted to talk to him more. See, I'm I'm so into like spreading, you know, the truth and what's happening in the world. That I was actually going to his show to give him a CD just so so he so show that there's a band because he kept saying and I, that where's the punk rock? There's no punk rock. There's no band. You know, he makes it seem like there's no band rebelling against anything now. And he talks about it. So I just wanted to show him that there is a band out there that's all about you know what he thinks there isn't out there. So it was more like to tell me, man, it's not, you know, but, uh, he took it, but I don't know if he's ever heard or anything because he, he's pretty aware and I'm glad he's doing a show just like you guys are doing. Cause uh, man, thank you guys for doing these podcasts. And, um, our album's the equivalent of a podcast, you know, even though I'm not like a professional host and, you know, though you need to know exactly when you're, uh, Given out a uh, certain reference, you should know where it's from. You know, I'm I'm a musician. You know, what I mean, it's just pissed off how the world's run, and I and I just want to put my two cents in on what I think's happening. You know, absolutely. And absolutely. you were talking about scientists. Uh, and uh, earlier, you you were just saying something about scientists and priests. Uh, was there anything uh, a question of that? Because I couldn't hear at that point, or, or is it? No, I just song, right? for something for something that came out in 2017 is when the, the album dropped. 
we made it through 2018, 2019, and then boom, everybody's existence gets sucked up by scientists and doctors. And uh, I, I just, you know, you were a little, you were a fucking ahead of the curve on that song. Uh, I just, I, I really wanted to point that out to everybody. Uh, when you go, listen to the whole thing, but then give science, scientists and priests a little extra loving for me. Yeah, that's a course of action because it goes scientists and priests spreading the disease. You know, because see, once you realize about how it works, the, you, the scientists and priests are in on it. You know, the parasite, I call them parasites because I don't want to just say the, the bloodline parasites that run the world. Like, to me, as they're at the point right now, I they are so obvious. I mean, maybe because I know that I've researched it so much, but I, I don't, they don't even hide things as much as they hid them before. But what they're no. doing right now, which is funny, is contradicting themselves to, I think, destroy truth communities because they know they're getting powerful because awareness is, man, we could over, we could destroy the people that run the world overnight with not even a weapon, not even a revolution, because revolutions, protests, they mean nothing. All people need to know is that they're doing it. It's almost like you right. live in a house and you find out on the third floor, that's the person that's doing all the gaslighting, the, doing all the bad stuff. But then, for years you didn't know, so you're in a state of confusion. Once you find out, he's out, he's gone. Just that's why they do it in movies. You gotta, they, and plus they go by that philosophy where you invite, hey man, we we didn't do nothing. You know, just like the devil comes to your door in all these movies, and you're the one that lets them in. You in your house, they, they way the way they play people is, uh, they want you to become, or become what they want you to become, but they want you to do it on your own, you know, instead of putting a gun in your head, hey, uh, follow this. So I just, uh, and right now with the contradicting that they're doing, they're just dividing people because one day they're saying, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny how they're playing all these things, just sitting back and watching it, you know? It's a game. It's just a big game at this point to them. They just, to me, it seems like they're just always trying to see what they can get away with and then how much pushback comes their way when they, when they try to pull moves, you know? That's part of the and reason why we don't revolt is because they're always fucking, they're just scientific about knowing exactly how much to do it before the, the dam breaks, you know? And problem yep, with revolutions like is they go 360 degrees. Well, they do that. They, they, they Because it's all us. We have the power, but they don't want us to know that. See, the thing is, man, they never want to come back and say, oh, yeah, they changed something that they were pushing. Let's say, let's pretend that they got rid of the mask in one day. They would only do it and saying, "Oh yeah, we're gonna." They'll make up an excuse why they're letting the the the, the, the oh the cases the, and blah blah, blah blah yeah yeah. They're not they're not gonna make it seem because the people don't want it. You know what I mean? They're gonna put it in their own terms like they want, and it's it's part of like all the you know, like problem reaction solution stuff. You know, Hegelian dialectic. dialectic. Exactly. Exactly. The, you you yeah. create the problem so you can deliver the solution. What was it? Uh, yeah, exactly. Mo, Mo Fax had it. It was a, a synthesis, antithesis, and um, synergy. Uh, I'm not familiar with that exactly. Uh, there's we'll a, to... there a third one he turned me on to. I'm lacking now. Actually, actually I'm messing with other ones right now. Um, I don't have my lyrics with because we're ma- making our uh, third album right now. And um, awesome. it's not a. It's it's a it's going to be dealing with all these things, but in a more you're not we're not calling it a concept album because we wanted to know our return the album there is something wrong, you know, like we're here to tell you you know what we found you know the information, but this one's put more um, not as noticeable you know what I mean you got to know what's going on to kind of pick up a lot of stuff on the next album you know and it's only uh, 
we want to make sure also it's, it's, it's really energetic and, uh, you know, just like a powerful album musically and about that. We don't want, I don't want to, you know, the message is important, but the music's got to be killer too, you know? Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, but it'll be perfect for guys like us. We'll listen to it who know what you're talking about. We've educated and, you know, and whoever isn't educated in that sort of stuff, they can maybe be introduced to it through your music. Yeah. But on the first, on the army guys, there is something wrong. Yeah. And I, I wanted to be spelled, you know, it's out there saying your enemies, uh, you know, the alphabet agencies and, you know, it, like on the first song, false flag flying, it's going, know your enemy and it screams, uh, Hollywood, Vatican, FBI, CIA, you know, and of course. I mean, yep. it's actually in the course. I, I just picture like what would happen if Metallica one of them was touring a band that size, playing twenty thousand people a night, telling, uh, "Hey, you know who your real enemy is?" I, uh, James Edward would probably be dead, like uh, some disease or something would happen to him quickly. Well, would, what do you think about <laughs> Van Morrison? Van Morrison's latest album, he kind of did that, and they shut him down. You know what, man? That's right. I haven't researched it, but I know I was somewhere, something. Popped in the head that Van Morrison did something like that, like and but I, whenever I heard it, I never went to look it up. So what did he do? I mean, what kind of what did he? What was the album like? It was literally talking about this kind of stuff. He yeah. was talking about this kind of stuff, man. I mean, he wasn't really oblique. He didn't call out alphabet agencies or anything like that. But he was he was talking about how we're all controlled, we're all slaves. You know, there's a there's a puppet master pulling the strings. I mean, that was the whole theme of his album. And uh, and it was good music, you know. It was a solid Van Van the Man album. It was worth listening to. He had a, a lot of, oh, I'm a definitely going to listen to it now. He had oh, one yeah. song on there and that it, was uh, "Why Are You on Facebook?" <laughs> Why are you on Facebook? Yeah, <laughs> calling out millennials oh, really hard. Oh, that's great, man. Yeah, because Van Morrison. I mean, I, I he's got a great voice. I mean, he's a legendary artist. So that's cool yeah. that he did that. And now, I mean, I, I got it. I'm definitely going to write it down right now. I got this. But but that's a guy who just has this massive commercial appeal. I mean, you've got generations of people that love Van Morrison. You got seventy year old guys that love him. You got twenty year old women that love him. Everybody in between. And he drops an album like this, and you don't hear a word about it unless you. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, because this guy, this guy, I mean, he's like a a staple. Like you're brown. I mean, his songs are like you're always going to be hearing him forever. He's not like a little underground yeah. artist. He's like a world known. He's a major Famous guy, musician, yeah, I'm, an elder if, statesman of music. If I'm not mistaken, I think one of the songs was a collaboration with Eric, uh, Eric Clapton as well. Mm. Uh, so he he's he's in on it too. Um, there's there's definitely musicians, man, that are speaking up, speaking out, saying saying something. Oh, oh, uh, how about Roger Waters? I mean, I seen the big show he did. Oh, he's always really going that way. way. <laughs> But but he was at one point I thought he was going to be like a real truth seeker. But I don't know now. I don't know what he's doing now. But I mean, years ago I seen him uh, on some tour at Wrigley Field, and he was like all political. He was against uh, you know that whole. He was against well, mainly against Israel, actually. Israel. I think that's what what put it in. I mean, he's very vocal about his political opinions, but he harps really hard on Israel, and I think that's yeah. No, no. Now I'm thinking back, it was all anti-Israel stuff. Like he was yeah, man. He was. Like the wall, like even in the wall, like he had like a scenery of you know, it, it was it was pretty wild for a show like that because it was summertime outdoors and he was like you know all in the middle when he was fighting it was all political you know stuff that he was uh, uh his agenda about the, you know what he felt was wrong with the world and I go man I wonder if people I kept saying man with Pink Floyd fans I'm not gonna think this is a cool high you know I mean he's too serious you know he's kind of angry 
I mean, I'm a big, big Pink Floyd fan, and uh, I appreciate what he does as a guy, but I have to admit that he just he's a little over the top with it sometimes. And I've, I saw that wall tour, I think it was, what, 2012 or something? He came through, uh, he was at a baseball park, I saw him then. And yeah, he made the wall about Palestine and Israel. Yeah, yeah, all of that. It was very on the nerve. Yeah, because when I think back now, I, if you told me what do you think of that show, it's like, I go, man, it was all Israel Palestine stuff, you know. <laughs> and I would say he, he really didn't. He played a lot of his crappy solo work and didn't play any Pink Floyd, which you know would be the biggest complaint you would have, right? <laughs> yeah, because I, I listen to some of the solo stuff, man. I, I just it gets boring, man. I just can't get into it's it. It's boring. It just sounds like half-assed later records. Like um, I won't get into the whole Pink Floyd discography, but yeah, I see what you mean, man. He's all about that. Yeah, is there any band out there like that uh, that you guys are hearing this that's like trying to expose things or trying to talk about what the government's doing for real? You know, like, I mean, not the '80s punk rock thing where anti Reagan and stuff. I mean, nowadays, have you guys found anybody? Well, um, not a lot of new bands that do it. I mean, when we find them, like like your band, of course, you know, we, we take heed of that. But what we're doing is we're part of this sort of podcast community, and that's our way of doing it, is we, we, we're we part of a network of, of shows that try to get this shit out. And the truth is, is that anybody who's musically trying to get this out is completely shut down by record labels and by anybody who has any control over, which I'm you are familiar with very much so, uh, I don't know if you're willing to talk about it, but I was going to ask you about your experiences with Interscope Records. Uh, if you, oh, that was a, that was uh, it was weird because it's. I just did a podcast, um, a coffee conversation with coffee or something like that, and I didn't expect them to ask. And it was all about. Uh, it actually stems from uh, the reason that happened and what, why we were on Interscope. It, it, the story is, that's the middle part of the story. It begins with Dr. Dre t- trying to steal our name after me. Picking yeah, up. Can, is it all right if I just kind of pre-set up what this is? So, so like I said a little earlier in the show, Dr. Dre, under Interscope Records, makes Aftermath Records in the 90s after being with Death Row Records, where he produced albums yeah, for split. Tupac and all these guys with Suge Knight. Once he split from Suge Knight, he became Aftermath. But the problem is, is that you guys were already Aftermath, and you had been for years. And well, um, it's not, it goes deeper. We had, we were one of the, I mean, I didn't realize it wasn't normal, but we literally, I called up once as a kid because we were teenagers. And I, you know, my brother um, became a lawyer later on and worked with, you know, managing bands and everything. And he's gotten uh, bands, major record deals. So, and he's become a lawyer that's a powerful lawyer. And if he wasn't that back then, because we would have killed him and all and the law. We had a, yeah lawyer that we found through a place called lawyers for the creative arts in chicago and that was in the reader you know where they have like music stuff so this guy tim kelly answered i, I ended up talking to him and told him what's going on i go man um we just a band but i want to like make sure nobody steals the name so i want to get a trademark and i just thought bands did that man we found out like i just said earlier even major bands would don't bother doing that so uh, we did that early on in the, uh, the aftermath you know and then eventually, so you had years you later, had a trademark for the name years before, Doctor Dre. Yeah, know. through through the government. I mean, we paid money. Well, the lawyer did it for, for you know pro bono, but the fee. Uh, I remember it was like almost a thousand dollars back then, and, and in the eighties, that was a lot of money, man. Because none of us had oh, real yeah. jobs. We were still like kids, man. And we hadn't become adults still getting jobs. And then it took us forever to scrounge it up. I just cracked up the 
my kid, I don't even know. I just thought you got a trademark. That's how they did it. It's so weird when you find out. No, nobody does that. What are you talking about? Very well, it is a good idea. No one does it because they're idiots. You did a smart thing. Yeah. Well, because, you know, I figured, you know, I knew in the underground, you know, somebody could take your name easily, you know, and what, what be, I wouldn't want to share a name with somebody and, you know, because it happened with bands here, man. There was a band called Master, and there was another Master, and they, there was Mayhem in Chicago, and then there was a Mayhem New York, and Mayhem New York called, started calling themselves Mayhem NYC, and Chicago started calling themselves Mayhem Inc. So it was it was there that names were, it wasn't that they were ripped off. They didn't know, you know what I mean? By the time the bands got known, they already had the name, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Slayer in the beginning, there was a big problem with Slayer. There was, and then San Antonio had the Slayer, you know. And then they stayed SA Slayer for a long time, and then finally they had to give it up, man, because Slayer was just getting too big. And they both had debut albums yes. on independent labels at the same time, so it was a problem. You know what I mean? That was mm-hmm. uh, that was something that my dad actually experienced because he was he was in a, several bands in West Virginia and Virginia, um. And they, they were playing as No Man's Land, and this would have been 92 or 93, I think. Uh, real Ugly Kid Joe, kind of skid row hair metal. Um, but another group moved in from out of state and set up shop as No Man's Land, and it was a all-girls group. Um, and then they kind of just ended up wrestling the name away from them. And I think they went to Rainmaker, uh, if, if, I, if memory serves. or Yeah, because... Nowadays, it happens. I see other bands usually on another name, you know, like in um, another country. It doesn't matter what it is, right? And I, I and I even wrote to one band one time. I go, you know, there's a band in Chicago called that. I forgot what name it was. I go, and I think there's another state. I go, back in the day, you had a, how would you find out? I go, nowadays, when you form your band, why don't you just Google the name? And if you don't see a band, if you see other bands popping up, be original. Why would you even think about Imagine... I'm starting a new band. I call my name Car. I Google it. I go, oh, there's a car. Well, I'm going to use it too. Well, I mean, I mean, how dumb is that? To me, that that's insanity. You know, that you start a new band and, and this day and age and have other things and that still happens. So I guess, well, what am I talking about? Uh, I keep forgetting, guys. Sorry, we live in an upside down world that we're common sense is in common. So yeah, I should, common world. like yeah. idiocracy is like a democ- uh, documentary. Yep. <laughs> so they, yeah, they, I shared it. Yep. The well, I shared it the other day on Facebook, and because uh, uh, as uh, as serious, like check out this doctor or whatever it was on top. And I go, man, I hope anybody I don't really know writes to me and goes, you know, I don't think it's really a documentary. And I think the stock has them right off the bat. I go, I hope I don't have to explain the title. That idiocracy is a dumb comedy. That, uh, you can reference to today's stupid society, but uh, no, it's not a documentary. You know, I hope I don't have to deal with it. You know, because I don't want to deal with idiots that I know. You know, personal friends that I know for real. You know, I actually want to turn you on to another one that would that would fit perfectly with that. And I stand by this, by the way, is the Josie and the Pussycats live action movie from the early two thousands. Watch that and brace yourselves for a a total put wait, on wait, the glasses. Say the name again. Josie and say the Pussycats. I heard the name. I never seen it. So that's that's a movie uh, about. Is it about a band? Is that what Josie and the Pussycats are? Is it or is it like a dance thing? Or it was like a fake group on Scooby Doo or something. It was uh, Archie Comics, I believe, originally, and then they turned it into a cartoon. And then uh, Rachel Lee Cook, Rosario Dawson, and Tara Reid played the band in the uh, early 2000s movie, but it, it's so incredibly just 
uh, tongue in cheek and, and calling out all sorts of hilarious musical industrial complex schemes of how they manipulate artists and, and wedge them into pop culture and, and, and just blow them the fuck up. And at, at a moment's notice, they could just pull the rug out from under you. This is hands down. One of my all time favorite films. I'm going to watch it. Then I had no idea what like, expose like something like that that they do all the time i mean these and they expose stuff in weird ways so i'm not surprised they would do it in a movie like, but i never i never heard anybody say this like you just described it you know i'm never gonna watch it now <laughs> well yeah. i gotta spread the good gospel of josie yeah <laughs> josie the pussycats must be known to all <laughs> yeah josie, i mean and uh who's the who's the just in case i forget the i won't forget josie but you never know who, who is there a, what's the famous uh lead actress or actor in that is it like uh it was Rachel Lee Cook, uh Tara Reed, Rosario Dawson, um Oh, okay, that's what we okay. Uh, Rosario the one I'll remember her for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 I think I got it. I had a I like you know, like a cry or whatever. I don't know if it's Rosario Dawson or Ava Eva Mendez. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is, those those kind of women, you know, those brunettes, uh like like that darker uh, skin uh, women know. latinas yeah yeah yeah, yeah olive colored skin you know whether latin yeah. or southern european and they wear summer dresses and their skin's like real brown you know what i mean with the <sighs> jet like i mean they kill they just kill me and i just yeah maybe well those, yeah those are those are my you know favorite kind of like women on earth in case you guys are wondering because <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because i got my 10 year old niece i was telling her the other day it was ava that's what it was i, I was thinking what it was yeah there was some non my niece was with us uh, a couple of days ago and i and she, we were watching and i go oh yeah i go to her her name's gia but i go to her i call her baba i go baba see that girl if you see any women like that yeah, you know introduce her to your uncle crackle and then she just punched me. Be quiet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she just made any time like you talk about a girl. She's know? just trying but, to protect. Uh, you. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's just, yeah, she's looking well, out you, for you. Well, you know, it's funny. She's getting in trouble. Like, and I, I have to take. I have a talk. I go. You make sure we keep, we keep no bullying law because she punched somebody because I taught her how to punch and stuff when she was little. And I, oh, I was no. always telling her never. And I always told her, look out for bullies. Don't let anybody. Or even if they're a bully's booking on another kid, make sure you protect the unless the kids are equal, I go let them like deal with it. Uh, you know, but if uh-huh. there's a weaker kid, make sure you stand up and help him. You know what I mean? And so, so uh-huh. I think I want to make sure now she doesn't confuse like who's a bad kid and not. You know what I mean? So she won't like you know because she's getting she's getting aggressive. And my brother was talking about. It. I go, man, I brainwashed you with all good stuff. <laughs> protect yourself. <laughs> well, that's good. that's good things. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's how we save the future. That's yeah, but right. the punching though is hurting. <laughs> punching yeah, she's, uh, oh, she's she's uh, on the first song. Can you feel it? You know the, how the album starts. She's the one. Can you feel it? I think there's something wrong. You know, she's saying that's her voice when and she was probably like oh. four, or five years old when she did that. Nice. You got her in the studio. <laughs> yeah. Can you feel it? She's she's sprinkled. My mom's on the album. Actually, um, there's also a. Uh, we got one movie sample on there that we, we thought we were going to... Uh, nobody's caught it. I'm just going to say now. I just popped in my head. Um, you know that one movie where the guy stands up? Oh, Network. You know, the, um, I want you to go to I'm your I'm not going to take it anymore. Yeah. That, that yeah. One. We put it... It's in the song Pseudocide. Uh, well, I don't, I don't have the CD right in front of me, but, you know, it's one of the later tracks. It's called Pseudocide. Like suicide, mm-hmm. but pseudocide. Pseudo, and, uh, yeah. that's That song is a... Uh, 
it's constructed as an old verse chorus. Basically, literally, that song mentions 33 conspiracies that at one point the government, if you mentioned to them, you know, the official word was, it never happened. It doesn't Nowadays, it's on record. Yeah, no, no, yeah, they have just like chemtrails like two years ago. No, there's no such thing. Now, well, it's to block the sun. You know, yeah. so it's mm-hmm. a turnaround. All of, like, and I literally mentioned 33 of them. Like, I started out. Uh, it starts out uh, Perfect. 33, the magic number. Yeah, and then and then it goes into a course like thirty three conspiracies. Um, well, I'm you know thirty three conspiracies that were uh, one basically hidden as I can't believe I can't remember the worst. But when we say that at the end, these thirty three were once mm-hmm. hidden, but it's it's done in lyric wise. And mm-hmm. uh, what makes you think there's not more? They lied about that. What do you think they're not lying about the stuff now that they're denying are happening? You know what I mean? These are major like from uh, Tuskegee. To, um, to even the Naria, you know, where Naria said uh, they were throwing babies out of incubators. She was oh, on TV right. oh, to yeah. Make people, that's yeah. Well, that stuck in everybody's mind. You know, even me back then, because when was it, the 80s? I mean, I must have been in my teens. I remember seeing babies. They were throwing babies. You find out that that's the, uh, the daughter of the guy that American CIA was bagging. It's just all the yeah. pure lie. You know it's what I mean? Or crisis or, actors. Or the, or Tuskegee, the one I mentioned earlier, the experimentations that we're doing to that whole town of black men, lining him up, giving him uh, shots of whatever, you know what I mean? Just poisoning him, basically. And, uh, or the fluoride and water they would deny. Um, I, the 33, and the funny thing is, it was meant to be, they rolled out. They almost seemed like they were meant to be pointed out in that song for, I don't know, that's my own thing, but when I, you know, imagine taking 33 titles of conspiracies, you know, they're like Project Blue Bean, or you know how they name things, and making a song out of, when I did it quickly, I go, man, it was, the sinful's meant to come out, you know, even though that's just my thinking, you know. There's a You're talking about great stuff too, Blue Beam, all that. That's great. There's a couple that's uh, yeah. it's actually kind of got me for a spin. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm familiar with them. Uh, I see Gladio and Dreyfus yeah, affair. One of the thirty-three. Yeah, one of the thirty-three, or or, or Pro. Um, oh, well, no, I'm, I'm asking like, uh, what is Gladio? I'm not familiar with that. Gladio. Um, and I knew all these, but right now I can't even think of it all about. <laughs> uh, before we go into that, can I just—I just want to finish up this Interscope question. I just want to know what the what like how Dr. Dre approached you and and that whole thing. Just oh, before yeah. we go on, I just wanted to—I I, kind of wanted to hear about how he approached you and what happened from there. How he approached? If that's okay. All right. It was um. See, I remember right. it was like a phone call. Yeah, you can hear me, right? It was a phone call from his lawyers initially, like. I, I, you remember call waiting? I was on the phone. I flipped over, and it was the name. It's funny because I mentioned you the name, the pronouncing of my name. There was a call, and it was like Curie. And I remember at the time I was talking to my girlfriend, and I had to leave. I started work at two o'clock in the afternoon. So, and for some reason I remember this just like it was yesterday, you know. And then uh, after I'm thinking, okay, what's up? What do you need? Is I wanted to get back to her so I could leave for work. And I, oh, by the way, I was working at a one stop. You could get every CD ever, so it was like a dream job for a music lover. You know, getting CDs, you get everything under one roof. It was called Baker and Taylor. Mm-hmm. And um, they go to me. They brought it up. Uh, we we're calling you. Um, you're the trademark holder for uh, the aftermath, and uh, we're calling you to tell you that a small R&B label is going to be starting. And uh, we've already got. We're this, we're just. We're releasing our first thing soon, uh, and we just want to give you five thousand dollars just 
because you're a trademark hold, but and he pointed us and there's nothing you can do to us. We're doing this or not. We're just giving it to you to just because basically we're being nice guys, you know, like, you know, just mm-hmm. like we're for the annoyance, but you can't stop us because we're a little blues label. So, you, and you guys are heavy metal band. You should say that. And then I go, mm-hmm. what was your name? And then he goes, Peter Paterno. And then I, I about to figure out, I go, Peter Paterno. I go, are you Metallica's lawyer? And he goes, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he, and I, and I didn't realize at the time I was in a, it was a conference call. It wasn't just Peter Bertone. My brother found out later. It was like Interscope execs because they left the problem with the label name till the last minute because Peter Bertone probably was calling uh, uh, Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre. Hey man, don't worry. I got the name taken care of. Because I remember oh, he was going, it's this metal band from the Midwest, man, that's been around in the underground. You know, they're not gonna, what are they going to do to us? They're not a um, you know rich man or anything. You know, I mean, they're just dumb metal kids. And then, um, which is well, they should have thought they got a trademark. So how dumb can they be, right? And uh, <laughs> and uh, as soon as he said his name, I go, "Why are you calling about a small R and B label?" I go, "That doesn't make sense." So right away, it annoyed me that I knew right away. I knew that was a lie. And I go, Peter Paterno, literally the biggest metal band in the world. Their lawyer, Dre's lawyer. And then I, you know, I knew right it was Peter Paterno. I know what else who else is. Metallica's enough. I'm not trying to add more names to that. You know, what I mean, you're Metallica's attorney. You're pretty powerful, and yeah. and, uh, and uh, you're calling for a small R&B label that you would charge a million dollars an hour. How would the small R&B label would be bankrupt on one phone call? Yeah, exactly. The whole yearly budget. You know, so right away I I, I go. I'm gonna fuck you. Go, oh, you want to talk about? I knew for him to call it was important, and even at that time without knowing nothing. You know, besides a surprise phone call. So I go to him, uh, well, I go Baker and Taylor, I got Royal. I go, but I got to leave soon. I go, because I'm building my big collection. And right now I'm really into collecting kraut rock, like Can and Faust and New, you know, all those mm-hmm. German 70s. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. I was doing that on purpose. So I started going, I go, what do you guys think of kraut rock? And I heard multiple. <laughs> and then they, basically, they didn't want to be installed because they wanted to rent the stuff, but they couldn't stop me from talking about Kraut Rock for like five, ten minutes. And then <laughs> I was gone. And now, see, I know what I know now, and being an adult, and every, I could see, I mean, that must have been hilarious if it was filmed. You know, like, if I go, what the fuck's he talking about? All these uh, Interscope <laughs> record executives being like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, they're wasting their time with Kraut. And then I go, yeah, and I go, well, I just want to, you know, I just got to get the, well, this I cut him off at the end because it was literally, it went from there and then me not want to talk anymore. And then after they never talked to me ever again, I, uh, my, my brother ended up uh, talking for me. I go, I didn't want to talk to me. Even Jimmy Ivan actually called my house. Wow. And, uh, I didn't return his call. And then I remember wow. I, I, the Baker and Taylor thing where I worked, Steve that's in the band was a junior buyer because he got promoted from there because he was a good worker. So yeah. he was in the office. So you heard rumblings about the Drake starting a new label. And later on, we were getting, because this went on for months. So while that was happening, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. While Steve was getting secret gossip, we figured out it was Dre's label before they even told us. I knew it was a bigger label. I, I didn't know who, it could have been a Metallica label. But we figured out the Dre label through the Baker and Taylor, because Steve was a, helping the buyer to be a buyer, a junior buyer. It was at the time for the guy that was buying from Universal. Universal happens to be Interscope and that, you know. So yeah. Universal was telling the big buyer, hey, man, Dre's. A big thing coming on. Dre left Death Row, and there's a he's starting his own label. And then I, we, I, well, I knew everything was that was going on in music at that time, you know. So it was, I felt it was easy to figure out that you know eventually it was Dre's label, 
and he used to call it the rock and roll boys, you know, he goes, what's up, man, those rock and roll boys? Because the money, when my brother was dealing with the phone calls after the initial call, the, the 5,000 with the 10, 15, it, it kept jumping, you know what I mean? So I, I stopped paying attention, but I know my brother one time said, uh, once you pay us 100,000, I, I just didn't, I didn't even care anymore, you know, because I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to, <laughs> as crazy as it might sound, I, I wasn't going to take any money. I just didn't, I, I was, headstrong on keeping that name and then mm. it went through uh eventually we ended up like hitting them with more pro bono pro bono lawyers that we found through i remember i don't know how we found them. these two guys who we went to their office downtown we gave a speech what's going on they knew nothing about metals the music scene or nothing but they ended up taking it out because they go man you guys got you know the government issue you pay for a trademark and then and what's the protection you know what's the, what's the point of getting it so they ended up taking the case if they knew the music business, they could have thought about it, but it ended up lasting three days in a federal court downtown Chicago. Um, uh, for a, we tried to get a preliminary injunction because in November of that year, and it was, it began like in the summer. So it actually was a long time we were dealing with, like a whole season by the time uh, the surprise suit came out. They didn't realize we, we had lawyers, uh, in the middle of this. And when we filed the papers, it took them by surprise. They never thought they'd have to come to court, let alone stay here for three days for a preliminary injunction. And uh, the outcome after all that was uh, yeah, we could both coexist. But we, we heard so many things after that, rumors from, and the case has gone on to become trademark law, I guess, precedents. They study it in law class. But we actually heard that uh, the judge wrote two uh, verdicts for me and verdict for Dre. And uh, I don't know how he picked the other one. And uh, it was like, Basically, we lost the preliminary injunction, and I could have continued the lawsuit, but the pro bono lawyers, those guys, you know, they just did it, you know, they, they weren't ready to uh, battle. They weren't ready to commit and this long to... battle, yeah. Yeah, if my, if my brother was a lawyer and he had his lawyers now, like they are now, the band lawyers, and so we wouldn't have stopped. We were Literally, we were like, my brother was just starting law school, literally, yeah, starting. It wasn't <laughs> like he was in the middle, and then he had to finish law school and go to whatever, um, the you know, with the next part. And uh, I was just a broke musician, you know, and so we let it go. And then when I found out we could both coexist, I remember even the Universal people came and tried to talk to me. You guys coexist. I remember Jimmy Ivey was going, hey, man, after the case, he goes, what's the big deal? Um, wait, wait, it's, it's confusing. I'm, I'm going to make sure because somehow the band, and I broke up the band. So when I broke up the band through Baker and Taylor, um, at the time we got, we had a buzz. You know, with our eyes in tomorrow, but mm. Interscope at the time figured at the end, like they wanted us to. Um, see, they broke bands differently. They, they would sign Marilyn Manson. They'd work the whole like Florida area, and then mm. see if it took off. And he did. That's why they went full on with the label, right? So then they mm. would do that with a lot of bands like uh, Soak and St. Louis. So you could have been on an Interscope, which meant nothing, you know, unless you really got the full support. You know, let's say nationally, right? Yeah, so like Trent Reznor. Yeah, there was a an A&R guy uh, that they were into the band, but then at the time, I got into uh, 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 the Interscope release. Uh, I, I didn't want to, it wasn't Aftermath, it was Aftermath. Kind of like, I, I hate to say Beatles, Sgt. Pepper, you know how the Beatles try to be another band with an album? Right, Paul Mother Ryan. Got yeah. Movie Star. Yeah, Mother Got Movie Star is actually, 
see, Aftermath was always jumping forward uh, genre-wise, trying to be like when we became crossover, we, we left the crossover and went progressive thrash before progressive thrash really became a genre. Same with crossover. And I kind of hate seeing this stuff because it's like tooting your own horn. But I don't really need to worry about it now because, you know, somebody could look it up on their cell. It's not like the other days where these pre-internet, you know, they had to take their word for it. They go, hey, when did their demo come out? When did this music, you know, it's out there. So at that time, I was kind of done with being just metal. Uh, the progressive thing was boring me. So I wanted to create a band that was a, a start of the album. And every song got more electronic, but more with DJ stuff and like, natural stuff not just cheesy electronic like stuff for like uh this guy delta nine that was in the gabber scene you know the, the, doo, 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 you know the hardcore thing that's out in amsterdam the underground techno he was oh, part yeah, of yeah, everything yeah. so the album if you listen to that mother got movie style from the beginning every two songs there's an interlude that shifts the the style and then there's two more songs retaining that interlude style and it's just more which is a not a conventional rock style. And as the album went to the last song, the songs, uh, the last song where the band disappears, then it becomes full on four more songs, full on, uh, based on the songs above them, um, snippets from all the songs above them, uh, with, with more like, uh, let's say a DJ instead of a band, you know, the band disappeared, it was disappearing slowly as the album was progressing, you know? So if you listen to it from, with headphones early on, oh, wow, the first song, well, 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 a band kind of the time, you know, like metal, alter, you know, kind of different, not generic metal. Well, the next song's totally different. It's got horns in it and different beats. And then it becomes the, in the third end of the first interlude was just a beat. Uh, like, hey. but I'm not going to describe it, but if you want to hear it out there, that's the adventure it should give you, you know? Yeah, and we're going to promote it and listen to it, I mean, again. and uh, well, yeah. well, see, well, not to confuse you guys, that was, see, Aftermath was around from 96, no, what am I talking about? From 80, 85, uh, October 31st, 85 to 1996 when that case ended and stuff. Mm. Then Aftermath became Mother God Movie Star for three, four years. Mm. Did a tour with the Jenna Torturers, you know, supporting that uh, with the Interscope album. And, uh, Mother you God you released an album then, under Interscope as part of your settlement. They, But you say that they didn't no, support see, No, no, that's the thing. It wasn't because everybody thought we didn't use a name because Obviously, you know, you can't use a name because it's a settlement. They're using the name. I didn't use a name just because I didn't want to because I didn't want to share with nobody. But when, but after Mother Got Movie Star, Aftermath broke up for 20 years from, from, um, whatever year that was, till 2016. To 2016, and they toured as, uh, Mother Got Movie Star. We, we toured as Mother Got Movie Star and did the album in 98, 97. We were Mother Got Movie Star from 97, 98, 99. That's it. After 2000, I, well, I went and played another band called Stripping the Pistol with one of the Aftermath guys. Um, and then I did other stuff. I DJed in bars and everything. Not, not as recording stuff, but, you know, playing music in bars. And uh, Stripping the Pistol was the other. The, uh, Stephen Ray, the drummer and the guitar player, the guys I started out after. After Aftermath broke up, uh, the mother got moose. They never played until the reunion of Aftermath uh, with other bands. They didn't tour. They didn't do it. They, they didn't want to play with anyone else. You know? And once we reunited in 2015, is how we're back but we were literally gone for 20 years you know and um it's the power of the internet that kept the name getting bigger in the underground metal and everything because that eyes of tomorrow our first album is considered like it's in technical progressive thrash metal and if you're a musician you're gonna and you're into that you'll you'll you know it's good the reviews are like you know those masters huh 
You're going to cross that album. Right? Very influential in the genre. Yeah, no, it, it is. But, but um, the third, wait, that's the first album. I did tomorrow. The third, second album is the Risk of Wrong, the Reunion, you know. And the reason we, we reunited in, in uh, 2015 and we went, our first show back was in Germany at a, at a festival. They paid for us to go there. They invited us to go there. And that sparked the reunion. But it was already the feeling of us wanting to get back together was already happening. But uh, there was uh, uh, Headbangers Open Air, an outdoor German festival. It's our first show when we came back. Nice. Nice Europe and, tour. Well, no, we didn't even do a Europe tour. We just did that. See, in, in a weird way, we, we're, we're, it's the recordings more. We didn't go touring around the country. We did spot dates always. Like, like recently, you know, we played in Cleveland with Razor last year. You know, the band from Canada, well, at mm. a festival, we played, I mean, we just played certain cities. We didn't do a full, the U.S. tour, even back then, because back then, by the time, it just seemed quick, like, the early years was all about underground, playing in Chicago, with all the little, our scene was so big here. So nobody would, we were going to Milwaukee, we'd play, or Minneapolis, we went over there, or St. Louis and stuff, but nobody was touring, No, none of the Chicago bands were touring, like, I guess, other bands from other cities, like, or the scene we were at, like Devastation and Terminal Death and Syndrome, all those bands we were well, in the part of the scene was none of them were touring around the country. So we were content. In the Chicago area. Yeah, it was just content. We didn't even, it seemed like it'd be a hit. But we thought we'd sign a deal, put out our first album and go on tour like that. That's how the thought we had. We didn't think. We, so by the time we, see, oh, see, this, we did get a deal. And the thing that a uh, major part of the history that messed us up is in uh, around our second demo, you know, demos would come out. We had Killing the Future, it made us really known in the crossover super fast. We were thinking we we're the fastest band in the world at the time. And then our second demo, Words That Echo Fear in 89, was a turnaround, slow and progressive, and movie, which even Kerrang! Magazine picked it as one of the 10 best demos of 1989. But all the labels were buzzing, and we were going to sign with Roadrunner Records, but then we ended up signing with Big Chief, a new label, because they had Warner Brothers Distribution. I remember it was we uh, that was going to distribute them. And uh, they paid us to go in the studio to record Eyes of Tomorrow, our first album, uh, half the money. And then when we were done, they would pay the rest. I guess that's the way all labels do it. And then uh, in the middle of recording, right before we were mixing, we find out they went bankrupt, you know? So it took us four or five years to pay off the studio to get the reels for Eyes of Tomorrow back. If we didn't pay a month, who knows? It would have been a race. Our first album that everybody loved would have been gone, you know? Mm -hmm. And that yeah. was a big deal because then it made the guys hate each other because Steve, the guitar player, was the one that was talking to the studio guy and coming to practice going, guys, we got to pay again. Ten bucks from YouTube. And then we go, oh, man, Steve, you know, so we, it, it, it started like getting us angry at everything. By the time we got done and then when it was finally ours and we paid it off, it took so long that we put it out on our own label because I was, the band was already to be ending. I wanted to go on and, you know, I could feel it was gonna, I was going to end it after that. And then, uh, once we put it out, it started growing in underground notoriety. And since then, three, four other labels, uh, label in Greece put it out in 98 called Black Lotus, got it all over Europe. Um, a label in Chicago called Thermometer, uh, whatever, I, I don't remember their full name. They put out Life Sentence or a couple other, they had put out a lot of stuff, the Drovers. They put it out in the U.S. And it seems now that label imprint's putting out a lot. Years later, from Russia, people are getting bootlegs from Russia, and it says that label on them. And then uh, another a Chinese uh, label called Area Death 
from China put an aftermath box set with all our demos together, like in 2003, maybe, with posters and everything. And then uh, there's uh, there's probably two there's two more labels that have re-released by oh, Shadow uh, Shadow Kingdom uh, did a remastering of Rise of Tomorrow on vinyl reissue, and then put it on vinyl uh, 2009, maybe. So it's got different versions out there. It keeps getting re-released uh, by other labels, you know. Holy shit! You know this. Uh, the movie. Uh, sorry, the Mother God movie star. This album. It. It. it, it it's really striking. Uh, just in the art alone. Um, are you familiar with uh, Sacred Geometry? Uh, sorry, words are hard. Sacred Geometry. Well, I know Tool deals with that a lot. Doesn't the drummer, right? Uh, yeah, I'd say all of them. <laughs> that and a little yeah, more. Yeah, but, I uh, mean, the whole, the I, I, I didn't want. So, are, are you re, are you referring to the album, the front cover? Yeah, there's a lot of numbers in there, and there's a lot of contacts, but uh, the front cover with the yellow, right? The the, the supernova. Yeah, it's. Uh, I thought it was two nebulae uh, kind of colliding, and they make that. It's two circles making an intersection, uh, which is the Verica Pisces in Sacred Geometry. It's like the the second step from, or that would be third step from, like nothingness to a point to a circle that defines your field to two circles coming together and they, and they, they meet in the middle and they make that eye open up. Um, I, I just, it really strikes me. And then I got to know, I've been wanting to ask this the entire time. Zoid. He hangs out on your covers. Is Zoid a gray? Is he a gray alien? No, no. Zoid, Zoid is, uh, originally Zoid was, uh, on our killing of future. Well, the reissue, uh, yeah, the Killing Future demo cover, but it's even on the Killing the Future was reissued by a label called Dive Bomb, a U.S. label. So that's uh, on that cover. If you see him flying through it, it's like a, it was more of a Reaper, you know? Like a, Sure. So I didn't want it to be a Reaper, so he, he transformed with our first album cover. He transformed a combination of that Reaper and uh, the the uh, eyes of tomorrow album cover if you, if you knows what if you guys know what that looks like it's uh he's always right on the cover like with his arms spread like um it's almost like geiger looking uh art yeah the guy demetrius that did very geiger. That did that. yeah and he's worked with uh, demetrius the guy that did our uh cover for there is something wrong and uh and uh eyes of tomorrow he's doing the third one but the third one this album right now he's basically going to replicate a thing I put together, you know, about the inversion of Earth. I want the cover to illustrate how it's up his down times, you know. But um, um, he worked with Geiger. He knows, they communicated, you know, like they worked, uh, he did some stuff for, for one of his projects or whatever. But uh, it is pretty influenced, right? But that guy is Zoidy now. So we're retaining. He's just a mascot, a figure thing. And it was kind of good for the concept album if it was a real long concept it'd be like zoidy disappeared for 20 years and came back and with all this knowledge almost like secret schools you know learning the secrets of the world and you want to spread the world to be more fantasy and you know i mean if, to make it that's what i was thinking but then i decided to shorten it and make it more concise and get rid of the zoidy parts but um we're just keeping them as our little symbol but the important one now is what we call symbolize it's the three symbols combined the anarchy peace and the theta you know the cross sign those that's really our symbol for, you know that's the main one you know uh, have you guys seen that because i know the t-shirts it's all over you know 
I did. Um, I, I did see it, yeah. and I, I don't. I'm not sure if Pete passed along um, passed along the image, but for tonight's show arc, since this is a collaboration of uh, two shows coming together between Aftermath and Behind the Schemes, I uh, I, I kind of did oh, up. Sorry, what's oh, that? Okay, yeah, no, yeah, no. I was at work and I didn't have my glasses. On. He sent me something with the symbol I. Big with some right eye. I couldn't read what it was. It must have been from you because he said that tonight I couldn't see what it was because I was at work and I was just scrolling real quick uh, right before I left. So, so you guys know what it is. You guys used it. Yeah, that's that symbol eye. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. You know, it works with that that uh, that trilogy, that three, that uh, 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 trilogy. What was the other word? It was uh, Trinity. Trinity is the word. Trinity. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah it's it's uh, yeah the and the, the, the like the Greek side of is uh, the the one that looks like a cross, you know? And the other one across from it, uh, underneath the uh, anarchy thing, is the uh, peace sign. So we we just made our own version of the signs that they're manipulating and stuff. And uh, and it is a trilogy. And it's funny because th- this third album, I'll give you guys a title, but we haven't said it to anybody. We keep saying NP, NP acronym, so nobody will know yet because, you know, um, the label group, uh, the people they go, don't, don't tell anybody, it's like, I don't know, you know? But it's, and they keep saying N T T W. What is this name? I'll tell you. That's what the album's going to be called. You know. Oh wait, there's a podcast. We will hear that, right? <laughs> if, if, well, we can bleep it out if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bleep it out. Yeah, yeah, bleep it out. Yeah, because then, uh, yeah, those, uh, yeah, because I shouldn't. We don't want to get trouble or anything. Yeah, and yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect because I I just found the the cutest video of a duck making making duck sounds. So we'll do that instead oh, of a yeah. We'll cover it up with <laughs> duck. Great. Don't worry about it. Great because if it quacks like a duck, what's the thing? If it quacks, if it sounds like a duck, it's a duck or whatever. It sounds <laughs> quacks, tastes, shits like a duck. It's a duck. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> and uh, so we, the, the NTTW part is the part that. Uh, you know that there's writing everywhere, so now you guys know what it is. But uh, the duck covered up for the rest of the people to find out. The rest of the people find out when it's released. Wow, it's pretty and, cool um, to be in the know. <laughs> yeah, this is a yeah, real hot experience yeah. here. Aren't you guys lucky, man? Man, <laughs> you're gonna wake up with smiles and okay, guess what we know? Yeah, we need a behind the scenes exclusive so. jingle. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's funny though? You know what's the best part about it? That. It is. It ends the trilogy of these three albums because the eyes of tomorrow we're seeing. Because if you listen to the lyrics of the eyes of tomorrow, the reissues have the lyrics and plus the lyrics are online. I mean, you can find them now. They're easy to find. They were me questioning. And again, that album came out four years ago. It came out in in uh, it should have been out in um, late '88, '89, depending on the label because we were on the label, you know. But we started at the end of '87 is when those songs were being written and. People are thinking, and the reviews, this album's ahead of its time. They don't even know that it's four years even late in delivery, man. Then they'll really go, wow, this album was a late, like, 88 album? You know, because if you listen to what's happening then, it's not, it doesn't sound like that, you know? You guys got to hear it for you to understand, like, how important those four years are. It was a lifetime back then. So it's already thought of, as, you know, wow, this is like, you know, the reviews are, even reviews that were written as the reissue in 2015 was one of the sounds really, uh, I don't want to hype it. It's just great words, you know, really great descriptions ahead of its time and everything. And I thought, well, it's really ahead of its time because it's even four years late, you know. should have been an 88 album instead of a 90, um, 94. It started in 94 when it came out. Major difference, you know what I mean? It actually came oh, yeah, out cool. the year metal was... It came out the year Iron Maiden played the Vic Theater here with 
blaze on. It was a year metal was almost like a dirty word. You know what I mean? It was the beginning of metal being, you know, the bad 90s. I mean, all the metal bands hated, you know? It, it came out, and it should have been four years before that whole. It's, it's crazy. But um, so on Eyes of Tomorrow, it was all questioning things as an observer. Like, let's say you're walking around, and they are paying, doing all these lines in the sky. A normal common sense human being, in my opinion, would be, why are they doing that every day? What does that mean? I mean, what's it for? But And then when you don't get answers from anybody that doesn't exist, that person should go on alert going, whoa, whoa, they're doing that and nobody, they don't exist. What, my eyes aren't seeing stuff? And then more things like, why is, even, why is marijuana illegal? Why did they change the name to sound more Spanish and put the silent J in the middle? I mean, why did they do, why, why would they have a place called the Federal Reserve where these politicians, these uh, bankers go in and pass a law when the, half Congress is on vacation, and then they're uh, at Jekyll, not, not on top of that all, at Jekyll Island, where underneath that is a satanic old ritual spot where they did it exactly at that spot they had to do it. They're so, I mean, once you start yeah. researching these parasites, how they run the world, it's so obvious. I mean, everything they do to me makes no sense. So I'm killing the future. I had a song called Chaos in 87. I'm killing the future. There was no more reason, no more logic, no more thought, no more life. Running rampant, going crazy, acting foolish, killing the future. I was seeing that the public at that time was getting so dumb. Because I thought every year that went on, I had explained things where I thought, why am I explaining this? This is obvious. And, and it could be a million things. And then it started getting more. And I remember in the beginning, people go, oh, that's only Lewis, Charlie. That's only that guy. You know, because there was one guy, Lewis, or a couple of idiots, you know, around, you know, the idiots in, the, in high school or whatever. But then, as... High school goes by, we become young adults and young adults. I remember, oh, no, it's not just, it's this guy and this guy and this guy. I mean, so there, I, I was questioning everything back then because I knew there was something up. It, it just didn't make sense. First of all, again, back to the pot thing, it just didn't make sense. A plant growing, I'm arrested for it. I mean, but yet, or yeah, 18, we could buy whiskey and we could go to a, or even a bar, man. Come on, the cops. So they know everybody coming out of a popular bar is drunk, a danger of society. So they try to play these rules. I just hope the government was playing us like, like when you tell your kids you have Santa Claus. They were, they were, I, I, I can't, I couldn't deal with it. The answers they were giving for the problems or what just didn't make sense to me. And first of all, the politicians, I, I'm thinking, why would you support any of these guys? You know, first of all, you all know politicians, liar. They're all bugs. Nothing changes. I mean, even the kid that wasn't paying attention, I know they keep doing the things, man. They're, they're, these are just little talking heads. These are little puppets, man. They mean nothing. You know, they're, they're not, they're, they don't have no power. Because I remember even going for when we were young with the Turks, you know, bothering Greece. And my dad was angry. And we went to a movie theater in Chicago. And I even got so mad that I wrote on the wall about Turkey. You know, because they were like taking over Cyprus. And the people there were crying. You know, they were showing videos. Just like when you see videos of Palestine, what they did to the Middle East, these parasites, lovely. I mean, think of, or, I, mean, I can't go for it, but it just, I, I just got a picture of after 9-11, they made people think that those people had something to do with the buildings falling. So they had these drugged out apes from here going all angry in these little towns and villages executing families for no reason, because the, the parasite government told them that they knocked down the buildings in New York City. When they had nothing to do with it. And the PTSD that exists doesn't exist. PTSD would never exist. That's a made-up term because these parasites take these people and turn them into murderers. So if you murder an innocent soul, you'll always see their eyes. You, you'll never, you, you'll, if you're, unless you're a beast, 
how will you sleep at night if you murder a family? That's what all this PTSD. You think soldiers, if they went to a nation that was invading their home and their families that were in jeopardy, that they would have PTSD, they would be happy that they killed the enemy. The reason PTSD is everywhere because America never had an enemy. It's all bullshit enemy. It's all fake propaganda, bullshit, brainwashing garbage from the satanic rulers, the, the master, so-called master of mankind that run the world. And man, and it's so it's so obvious. It angers me when I see people wearing masks outside right now, especially people in cars right now. You know what? Those are all ritualistic. So it just looks bad. A black mask. When I look at people coming up to me, they, 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 I want to vomit in their face. I mean, that they're fall, it, it, they're so brainwashed. Yeah. The six feet, the six feet apart. Stay inside. We'll destroy every business you know that you had because of this virus, right? You know that was coming, man. In November of the uh, November nineteenth, uh, uh, event two hundred one. Watch it on YouTube. What series? Ten hour video. Social distancing, six feet apart. All terms that every country in the world would be using instantly. Uh, a couple months later, four months later, we're all talking. What if there's a pandemic spreading? What will we do? They were, that was their way of announcing it to the world. Just like, let's say, from Georgia Guidestones or whatever in a movie where, you know, they're, they're, you know, we told people it's their fault. You know what I mean? And there's the Spars so, paper, too. The St. Paul something something uh, pandemic planner. Uh, that they yeah, they did they are. they wrote that right out of here because uh, I'm in Minneapolis and you know St. Paul's spitting distance. Um, I know James Corbett yeah. of the Corbett Report just went and did an, uh, a really good breakdown of that. Uh, he's that, really good. Yeah, he, he he's he's on the level for sure. He knows what's up. Um, you know what's the problem? It's really hard to find everybody. Now, I used to watch. Corbett, or even a guy named like Richie from Boston was fun to watch once in a while because he was like kind of funny, you know. Or or um, some guy from Australia, um, what was his name? Um, an Australian guy that um, Max Max something Max. Uh, was the besides, name? You know, obviously. Was the name of the show uh, Mysterious Universe? Or I know his name was Max, and he was like an Australian guy. He was a musician too, but an older guy, you know. But I can't uh, find other channels anymore. I mean, I, I mean, they pulled everything, you know. But uh, it, I, you know, that was when I was trying to, you know, see anybody that would speak truth. I'd want to see what they had to say, you know. Uh, right now, I don't really need to. I know what the whole, and you know, I connected the dots in my own way, you know. And I, I know, and the people that run the world, their bloodline, their, 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 exactly God or what they worship. It, like who said it best? Somebody, uh. Somebody said, hey, man, who was it? Well, it was uh, the guy they killed, um, William Cooper. He, he started one yep. speech. He goes, yep. you could be an atheist all you want, blah, blah, blah. But the people that run oh. the world have a religion, and it's called Satanism. Yep. You know? And um, it's all about their religion, themselves. man. Even, they worship themselves. Yeah, even, really. even Sam, Sam doesn't read. You know, sometimes you go, you know, when they talk about that stuff, he goes, oh, they, they're doing it for this. No, man, they're doing it for your soul. They want you to become, they want to hide God. They they're hiding God from us, man, because the whole thing from a little, remember in school, they you only use a little percent of your brain. Everybody remembers it. You know, you, you can use your whole brain. They suppressed us. They did it with the birth certificate because you become, you leave, see, you literally signed a deal with them. You, uh, one song on a new album is going to be a, a contract is made without consent. Original instructions fade because the original instructions faded once you went into their system. 
because you're under their world. We're, we're living under their umbrella. Through the, uh, through the birth certificate, you, you actually leave being a natural, you become a person. You're not a man anymore, you know, a woman. You're, you're a person in their fictitious world, the straw man world. You know, it's a straw man. We live, you know, so again, I actually have a new, <laughs> there's a new song on a new album that's going to be like almost like a, a dreamy epic. You know, you know how Black Sabbath's Planet Caravan was? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be, it's called Straw Man in the House of Cards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, nice. that's the, the, the that's the long song because you know that's like the, the epic one on the new one, and that's the one I'm really working on finalizing all the words right now. Uh, and uh, that's what we are. It's a house of cards. Any kind of truth hits it, it'll, it'll crumble. It's just like a, a sandcastle. Because there's a guy that I heard in the pocket, Crow Seven Seven Seven, the latest episode. There's a guy that said um, he sued the mask mandate in Texas, but. He believes, you know, seven or eight days later, the mandate dropped in like eight or nine states. And Crow's wondering, does your lawsuit have anything to do with it? He goes, I would never say it has anything to do with it because it's a mighty claim. He goes, but this guy used a legal jargon where he named 10 things that need to be right for him to claim that. So I, I, so I, I wanted my brother here and see what they were. But, but what that shows right there is the power that awakening has against these people that control us. I mean, I'm telling you, a revolution, overnight the world would change if we all woke up and knew what us three are talking about right now. So everybody knew it. And let's say they had a presidential election. But we're not going. We know you guys are puppets. We're not in your system anymore. We're, we don't, I mean, because basically they've inverted everything. We eat garbage on purpose. They're, they're destroying everything that's been given to us as good. And their whole intent and purpose is to get your soul and make us feel hiding God Make us feel like we're not being watched upon. Because even, let's say, let's say my theory was all fake, right? Let's say there was no God. There was no, because I was anti-religion. I still am all made up. All religions are all bullshit. You know, there's a creator of this world. Let's say, and he's watching. Let's say if they said that to kids, instead of not saying, instead of telling us, you're, uh, we're a ball spinning through space and insignificantly. I, I remember when I was a kid, I went home and I go, what if that ball explodes? I'll never see my mom and dad again. I remember those vivid dreams. And it was scary. But what if they told kids, no, you're all important. You're all here to learn good to each other. We're all equal. But your creator is watching you. So, I mean, just even if, you, even if it wasn't the truth, you'd brainwash people into good. Yeah. Nobody wants yeah. to be watched by their creator. They wouldn't be doing shit they're doing now if they thought there was something that your soul went on somewhere and that it would have to pay consequences. Because why are we living in a place where we have free will? I can, right now I could go murder the whole neighborhood or I could go and help the whole neighborhood. That's total free will. I mean, nobody's, I mean, it's free will we live in. And we're being led by people that are evil. I mean, what I'm saying is just blows my mind that not, everybody's not awake. That's just, it just, it's, it's too obvious. Uh, the, the things they try to explain. Look at the beginning of this uh, COVID thing. Nothing made sense. And first of all, they're using Fauci, the guy that back then was doing the same scheme with uh, AIDS and AZT. How many people died back then because of uh, his misdirection? Well, I mean, those, they, don't follow, they don't look back in history at all. That's something we've we've touched on quite a few times. Uh, I forget which specific episodes, but we've pulled clips. We've pulled the uh, San Francisco Herald, I believe was the paper. They wrote a scathing 
just open letter that that excoriated Fauci at the time. I mean, no punches pulled. You're you are a murderer. You are profiting off of this um, conflict of interest. Brought money into it, which always I think is the real smoking gun. You always got to follow the money. And I still want to. I still want to see Dallas Buyers Club. I haven't seen that movie, but it's on my short list of stuff to check out. Yeah, I know, I know the title, but I don't think I've seen it either. It was but, a Matthew McConaughey I, movie, and it's it's about this guy can't get access to medication. Um, they were trying to get him. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I see, there's so many movies that, that you see once you know what's going on, where there's good people trying to do something good, and it seems like always when they try, almost when they get done, somehow some force you know, or whatever comes in doesn't get it done right you know what i mean like yeah, even the guy you know, how about the guy that the guy was this doesn't really compare but look at the guy that got killed in a restaurant where he was uh and he went on johnny carson and he got national thing where he rode his car across the country with just water you know what i mean yep yeah right there yep. you know what makes what cracks me up about that that, that people don't wake up they seen that because it was the seventies, and I and I checked out the years. It was around the time they were doing the major gas crisis with lines and gas stations. How come all the adults didn't go? This guy runs with water. There's no gas. Solution solved, government. Yeah, he did this during the peak oil. Uh, the peak oil I know, thing. Carson, that was the seventies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there were lines to get to the gas station. You or, had to go on certain days. Yeah. So, so that's one part that you wake up. Or how about when you go? Why is there a list of 300 holistic doctors that all died in weird ways? I'm just shooting that million things. I, I could, it could go on and on where it's not one there's thing. a lot of examples of people that have died. Yeah, I mean, there's just you, too many. The Clinton body count, you could talk about that. That's kind of memed out. But you brought up Bill Cooper. And uh, Bill Cooper, we love here. I mean, a lot of us are disciples of Bill Cooper, getting the truth out <laughs> through, the, through the audio waves. You know what I mean? And um, he uh, was also put away, you know? He died for us, man. For telling us the truth, because he knew oh, yeah. what he was dealing with. He knew what he was. He said Osama bin Laden before they even said Osama bin Laden. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, how about that? See, talking about uh, common sense people. Osama bin Laden supposedly knocked down all these buildings. But wait, what does the news say? This is me remembering that the bin Ladens are all put in a plane where nobody could fly in the sky now. All forty of the family members, so they'll be safe. Shouldn't they be kept here to be questioned since their brother knocked down the buildings? Nope. Oh, they get they get special it? access. They get one of the few planes in the sky, and they get to go somewhere. See, right there, they should wake somebody up. Right there, wait. There's something going on here, man. Or oh, there's, the you can write books. Yeah, it's, it's there's, joke, man. It, there's, there's, you know there are books and college courses on this thing, man. Nine eleven is just a never ending fucking shit oh, show. Nine eleven, no, no. Nine eleven was a big part. Yeah, a big part of it's all about Agenda Twenty Thirty. They want the, the yes. there's five districts that got set up, man. They don't want no country. Countries mean nothing to them. people. Should realize it's all under one umbrella. When every country in the world said six feet distancing, masks, and all that. If it wasn't one ruler of all the nations. One country, we're, like, we're not doing this, man. What are you talking about? There's no proof yet because you, you guys said it like any other issue. Like, well, who cares what you say? Let, let us figure this out. I mean, first of all, look what they told the people stay out of the sun, stay in. Man, the other day I was seeing the 10 points of health exercise, water, sunshine, tenacity. What do you think? So they basically, they basically just told people jump in the lake and drown yourself. 
Because if you put human beings in a house where they don't live, uh, they don't leave, can't hug their people or whatever. I mean, they can't go and absorb the sun, nature. And then, I mean, right there, again, should be common sense. The government's telling you to die. Mm. And it, restricting it, it, restricting treatment for uh, what seems to be fairly successful fucking medication for preventing severe COVID symptoms. It's and, just one joke. You know, there's people like, uh, what's his name, politically incorrect, Bomar, where I stopped watching when I became true. Because he didn't know anything. I go, he's not. He doesn't realize what's going on. But that I knew, and I watched him recently. I go, man, he's got to be smart enough to at least this this virus thing was so much of an idiot idiocracy thing that he was too sharp not to start realizing something. But so I started I started seeing him going, the masks are bullshit, man. I walk into a restaurant, I gotta be wearing a mask, but then I sit down and eat and I take it off and then I got I mean, how would that even protect anything? You know what I mean? <laughs> so he started even he didn't wake up and he's not a truth or anything, but he started questioning this uh virus, uh, no sense of it, you know. But but again guys, I don't wanna like sidetrack. It is the religion, man. And even 9-11, and if there's somebody that can really break it down, all the numbers of the flights, all the symbols of the two towers, uh, all the uh, Bush reading the goat book in classroom for seven minutes, and uh, the, the kids chanting uh, steel, metal, copper falling down, and the goat's good or whatever, that's, uh, those are all rituals. Just like uh, uh, CERN is when they do the rituals with all the... Uh, I mean, it's all biblical. If you have a guy that really knows the Bible and does like that, they break it down. Yeah, perfectly. it all because, boils down to Old Testament shit and the first temple. Yeah, it's all, it's all about, and, and, and there's no such thing as aliens. The outer space is all satanic nonsense. There's no such thing. In 19, in the, in the 60s at one time, they wanted to break the firmament. They literally shot up everything they had off straight to the sky for 45 minutes to crack it. When they had enough power to think they could do, they've always been trying to. That's what CERN's about. And they announced it. Even scientists have figured opening portals. The opening portals. It's all about the fallen angels. There's nothing else. There's no UFOs. There's no. It's all about good versus evil. If they want us to be bad, they're hiding God from us. And all you gotta. What I tell people, man, do good, be good. If you see somebody that needs help, don't be selfish. Never lie. Because lying, first of all, is pathetic. Lying is just pathetic. Besides me knowing the truth stuff, just liars make me sick. And um, just live your life. Try to. Eat. I mean, but it's getting harder and harder because you can't break away from this because the food they're poisoning you with uh, the chemtrails. You know how many chemtrail pictures I've taken really myself where it's all upside down crosses and weird uh, symbolisms and stuff like that that I know about. And, um, it's like this. Well, their symbolisms are everywhere too. You know, and so uh, of course they're yeah, gonna put them on trail. I mean. I got him over. I got, I see, I wish you could see it right now. And then I got it on Facebook, but it's an upside down cross and it made a, uh, like a double skull right in the middle. And I, it doesn't matter. It could have been whatever. It's exactly that. Nobody that's seen it will ever say anything otherwise. And I got it with my own eyes. So I don't care when I see it once, twice, but when I see them over and over, I know there's symbolism. I don't think it's just by chance. And um, it, it's, uh, it's just amazing, man. It's just a crazy world we live in, you know. I'm, I'm so glad I kind of know, but sometimes it kind of does stretch you out, you know. Oh yeah, you got to try because and see the humor and the goodness in the world. You got to know it's worth it. You know, speaking out and fighting against this stuff, there is a lot of greatness in the world that you can enjoy. Well, and you know. well, I appreciate guys like you that make. You know, you guys made a podcast about the. I mean, yeah. Well, I dedicated my band's message to it, but it was always that. But I didn't know it wasn't until the, you know. 
you know, so my or later in life, not when I'm like teen and early twenties. But the thing is, the thing that stresses me, I, I, I should explain it. Not like I, I got total energy, but it's like me making the right choices for my soul. You know what I mean? Because I want to be as good as a person. I, I always wanted to be a good person, but this makes me want to be a better person. So it, it quite it makes me, it stresses me out. Like parents, you, you love them more. Should I call it? When my mom tells me stuff I don't want to hear, should I listen to everything? You know, I mean, just so, you know, just like to be good about everything. Not that that makes you good if you listen to your mom, but just to spend time with her. You know, they're older. They want to see their kids. You know, I got aging parents, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, you realize, you know, time's limited, you know, and then if you blow them off one day, I start, this just made me a better person all around, I'm going to say, and uh, that's what stresses me out, to make the right choices of being good, you know? Yep. Can I, uh, I'm not sure how well it's going to work out, um, but have you ever heard of uh, Prince talking about chemtrails? Have you ever heard that yeah, clip? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, and I even made a little video of him saying it, because for some reason, when I told people that, they never believed. And then when I zeroed in, I, I screen grabbed it. And I actually had where he's just talking about that. He goes, yeah, well, all I know is, man, everybody was happy in my neighborhood. And then they put the lines in the sky and everybody was wanting to kill each other. <laughs> and then, you know, and people go, you said that. I go, yeah, look at it. Yeah. What Prince just said there is massive. A, a huge, huge celebrity said the lines in the sky are making the people in the neighborhood is that, I mean, you knew that guy's time was limited. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. His time is limited. I still, I still got that file saved too. <laughs> Holding on to it. No, no. Guys, picture it, man. Anybody that tries to do any good for human beings, and you guys can think of ways where you could alter course. You know, people that try. Even what's the name was saying it in the nineties. Uh, um, uh, Carlin. You know. Mm. Even back then, in the seven, not nineties, whenever he was, when he said it's a big club, the people around the world, you're not in it. You know, they don't yes. care about you. You're not part oh, of yeah. that guy that was saying, you know, that guy. I, I think he was part. I think his thing is so they need people to say this too. But no matter what, from back then, even people that it was out to the public, like a famous comedian, they should have noticed when people say that, start picking up the, the, the connecting the dots. And so eventually, that's why I don't understand. And I think it's by chemicals, by chemtrails, by Alzheimer's, making the older generation, dumbing them down, destroying the strong male that would maybe fight something like that and try to learn. I don't know. But whatever it is, it should have been now. People, everybody like me questioning stuff and like you guys, it, it became so dumb. And it really proved that after this epidemic and stuff, that it almost made truthers lose hope on, you know, the, the sheeple, you know, whatever you want to call them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's too obvious. It's, 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 it's never it ends. You can't get any more obvious. If you need more help to realize the truth, then you're lost. I mean, how much how much well, help, how much obvious in-your-face shit do you need to realize that this is what's going well, on? Or then, just, just put – I don't mean to cut you off. I just so, uh, just I would say just put every event that gets massive you know, coverage, like whatever, 9-11 or – um, how come everyone, when they, people look at it, there's a million uh, red flags and nothing? Why can't there be one damn thing? Even the Vietnam War, Gulf of Tonkin, why can't there be one thing that we were told where if you look it up and go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it was? Yeah. It never is. Never. Never. No. And or even something less controversial, something more simple like the front of the IRS building, which has a pyramid and two t- pillars and a big eye. I mean, yeah, it's just simple. Like, yeah. Exactly. There was one girl early on that was a truther, and I remember she had a real sweet voice, and she, when she was doing this, she put it like this, oh, another coincidence. 
with a real, you know, cute girl. Coincidence. And then just to prove a point that whatever, look, there can't be that many coincidences to being the way they're hot. You know what I mean? And it's just like that. And there's no event like that. There's nothing you can find, whether it's Kennedy's assassination, whether anything, man, anything they've ever reported. Anything that gets known is because they want it to get known. Nothing will get known unless they want it to get known. Yeah, whatever they want to promote, whatever they put their energy it's, into promoting. Yeah, a simple thing like the Georgia guy stole 70 tons or whatever those things are, those marble things. I mean, when you see something massive like that, and on top it says, let's maintain the population at 500 million, which, wait a minute, there's billions of, does that mean that most of us are going to go, who put this there? It's like me going to look yeah. over here, like on uh, Norwich, you know, somewhere right next to where, and building this gigantic thing, and basically that thing, all of you will die soon. Because there's only supposed to be here, blah, blah, blah. And that's nobody, when you look into it, nobody has an answer who did it. What? How did that happen with the governor, the mayor? Nobody alerted the police there. I mean, what? This guy, tons of, 70 tons of five slabs. I mean, besides the top part. You got contractors, you got permits, and you can't really find this guy? Yeah. You can't get a clear answer. This dude did it for this reason. I mean, nobody, I mean, it's all, and I just picked that just because anything that pops in my mind, I'll tell you the same thing. Everything I've researched, there's never going to be something where they go, the government's uh, the official words of like, well, never, ever. Like, even, come on, the moon. Why Why don't you go to that for years? Like, why don't they go back to the moon? And NASA's word that they all have after all the years, we lost uh, instructions. <laughs> I mean, they literally I mean, who, I mean, what are we, are you our parents and you're telling us Santa Claus is real? To their credit, we, to their credit, have you ever tried to rebuild a Lego model without the manual? <laughs> Yeah, and the funny thing is, I, I work for a catering company, and I, yeah, and it is like a legal one because I seen one of those things that landed on the moon, and uh, it was on uh, you know the museum because we did a catering event, and it was called Food for Thought, so they did all a history museum, planetarium, and all. Yeah, and we were just joking around with some younger kids. I remember we were there. We go, this thing going out of space. How the hell did he make it? And these kids were just like, how cheap it looked. And it was supposed, it was, it was like a, or even like you know, like um. I don't know if it was the museum where they got sued, you know. No, no, it was different, you know, because all these museums are in Chicago's hell out, you know, where they got the dinosaur sued. That was the best history museum. But, oh, uh, the natural history museum, had, yeah. Yeah, whichever one has space stuff in it. I forgot which one what it was called. Dude, Chicago has um, a shitload of museums. A ton oh, of tons, man. One area, they call it Museum Roll. There's like five, the aquarium. I, I yeah, mean, I've been there. There's tons. And then the science yeah. and industry, which I loved as a kid. It was a cool thing. They had a coal mine, right, you know. Um, the nature museum is pretty wild because outside they get all crazy, like uncut grass. You know, it's, it's a cool museum. But uh, that whole area, oh, if you ever do come there, it's all in one area and it's really by the lake and there's cool restaurants there. That's a cool place to hang out. You know? Oh, yeah. Love Chicago. I mean, going downtown is one thing. Uh, but uh, the, the one experience I just want to share with you when I was in Chicago is I was walking, I think it was in Logan Square, just walking down some road and Anthrax was playing at this little club across the way. And it just blew me away. Like, was Chicago was this was in uh, 2015 uh, in September. Yeah, because it's and, a long time. Yeah, Anthrax. It's funny because our bass player, his brother was recording. I mean, he's in Chicago and it was on time. They were here uh, a lot in uh, Logan Square. I was hanging around. I, was, I wanted to see the years because I had a girlfriend that worked at a bar, maybe if you want, but because it was a big bar in Logan Square called Street, Street Side Cafe. But uh, okay. I think it was like. Okay. But uh, I don't know if it went to 2015 because I don't know if we were broken up by then and everything. But I know it was like 2000, the whole 2000. You know, these 2000s get you know, it's hard to remember the years now. You know what I mean? It's, it's oh, yeah. Like so you, 
87, I was in Greece, or, you know, 84, I graduated. I mean, now if, if something happened in 2005 or 2009, it advanced, uh, it's impossible for me to remember. Which yeah, it happened last year or whatever. It's just, it just yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's hard. And time's flying faster than ever. Yeah. You know, time's going faster, and it seems like the other day me and my brother were somewhere, and these kids go, man, I hope this summer doesn't fly by like last one. And, I go, and me and my brother go, we never felt that when the summer started. It seemed like you had one, a long time. He goes, even kids are feeling that time's going by fast now? That's crazy. We, we, we hear adults say it all the time, but especially older people. But even mm-hmm. young kids say they, they hope the summer doesn't fly by like last summer flew by. I, I, I never heard kids talking about time flying fast, you know? Yeah. There, yeah, there's a weird thing about time going faster all the time, but it's hard to tell because time does go faster in general as we get older. So who's to say? It's kind of objective. That's but, what I think it is. But, you know, yeah, don't get into the uh, like. I even heard one time podcast. You know, they were actually talking. I didn't even finish listening to it because I don't even want to get into those you know distractions. You know, because before I put all my dots together and you know the you know the saving your soul and and it's not you know like. It, it's about you individually and then it spreads. You know what I mean? Just be a good person. Because being good, the one thing you got to know, man, and it's just obvious, they don't want to, just being a good person is fighting it. You know what I'm saying? Like you being good to your yeah. neighbor, not being divided and full of hate and stuff. And uh, that, that's being in the battle. I mean, you're actually battling them that way. When If you if you really know the truth, I feel like that, that's like the worst thing you could do to them. You know, all of us get together, they found out they'd be the best of them, you know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And people always say, you know, when, our, when we talk about this conspiracy stuff, uh, people always tell us, you know, I know where I don't know. I don't really want to pay attention. I'm not going to change the world is what I hear a lot of the time. Like, I could, totally. I could be part of this conversation, but there's nothing I can do about it, which is bullshit because what we do about it is we raise awareness, but you don't even need to have a podcast to talk about it. You just have to be a good person. Just treat people well. Oh, treat your family well. What you just said, what you just said, they all say that. That's a major one. You nailed it right in the head. They all. I have heard that a million times from people. What am I going to do? What are you even listening to? Stuff? What do you even care? I, I mean, there's nothing you can yeah. do about it. Can you imagine living like that? I mean, what a fucking just unbelievable existence. First of all, selfish. Like- and first of all, if you're smart and, and you don't pick up the clues right there, maybe you're beyond repair. Maybe you're not meant to be. Maybe this planet we're on to make our free will. Maybe you're just your soul ain't meant to be fixed in this round. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you should right now. You got to be pretty crazy not to see that we're being manipulated. At least, man, don't even get into conspiracies about satanic stuff and how you know really find out what happened. Just on the surface of it's bad enough. You know what I mean? You know these people always lie to you. If you watch the record and you see the politician what he promised during his campaign. He, he, you can figure out, if you're smart enough, that, did he do any of the major keys that he was being voted on, that the people were going, yeah, let's vote for him. Not once would they do it. And they not only do it, they, they disregard it. They don't even care at all. I mean, that alone should mm-hmm. get you angry. And you keep going back and doing the same thing. And they thought Biden was going to save him. The guy's been around forever. Any career, career politician would, could never be, even without going into the conspiracy, could ever stay in this world the way we all know it not being corrupt it's impossible so even on the surface with no conspiracy no no hidden truth it's, it's not possible so, and you still play into that game and don't want change and you think you're living in a democracy you know what i mean instead of like uh, a slave without chains and a corporation and your your birth certificate is actually like you're a product and there's i mean that's how it is and that's what they think of you you know and mm-hmm. another thing and that doesn't matter this is really getting into it 
the child thing, the missing children, the abduction, all that, the adrenochrome. And I just hate the, the, the hurting of children. It just even makes me not even want to talk about it. They use children as fuel. Their rituals involve kids. Just like anything sacrifices an animal for their thing, it's with humans with them on cremation. The bigger the sacrifice, the more powerful the, the reaction, the spiritual reaction. So you, the big sacrifice needs to be something major. And that, there's nothing bigger well, than that. Well, I've, I've heard people even talk about how they use the kids is when they drink. I don't, even, I don't even like that. It's about their blood and, and how they treat their own children. Well, like, yeah, I guess, we, we don't know. Yeah. yeah, so I don't even want to get into it. But I, I, I do know that whether it's Benjamin Franklin's house where they found 100 bodies in his house or this school in uh, Canada now and stuff, or the Franklin uh-huh. conspiracy, the one I told you about with the schools and uh, the governor down there. And um, yep. it's, it's uh, or, or, or the fact that all the uh, powerful men gather up in Bohemian Grove, they have been for eons, and their first thing is cremation of care. They have the burden of the world on their shoulders, so according to them, they have a mock sacrifice of a human, you know, of a person on stage, and you hear the screaming of it. I mean, that's, it doesn't matter, dude. Why are all the elite men of the world in the woods with black gowns, and the thing on stage that they're worshipping is Horus, the satanic god of Egypt? Right there, it should be. It's not cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, who'd want, I mean, I wasn't a religious guy. Why would I want anybody running the world and making big decisions, being in the woods while worshiping Horus and keeping it a secret? <laughs> like, like, nobody can find out what they do there. Yeah, yeah. Or having the CIA have an office up in uh, Laurel Canyon when all the people that were really influencing the youth of America, uh, all mm-hmm. the musicians were gathered in one spot, and every one of those bands have. Well, Jim Morrison, for instance, would always claim his parents are dead, but little do we know that all the they're all military doors that, but the audience was all screw Vietnam. Literally, they know the singer up there. Well, his dad's the one that's uh, you know pretty much powering forward uh, doing the Vietnam. I mean, it's all yeah. like the commander of the ship that's responsible for the the Tonkin incident, which led us into that. Yeah, war in the his dad. His dad was Jim Morrison's father. If you don't know that, look that up. And if, and if you don't know Saint uh, Laurel Canyon in general, there's a lot of stars: uh, uh, Neil Young, Frank Zappa. There's a lot of people involved in that. Mamas and the Papas. Grateful Dad. And then you. Yeah, Grateful Dad. And then, let alone that, why would there a uh, CIA headquarters with all these musicians? That, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. How about this? The LSD that went through that community and then through the country. Oh well, yeah. Well, there was a CIA that made it and distributed it. What? That's what it was. I mean, you, I didn't know that back then. I mean, and then you hear about, you know, Ronald Reagan's Contra War and all that bullshit all over North. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, you know, all Mean that Arc- cocaine uh, that was coming in. Yep. All that cocaine that flowed in America, well, you know, the government was really bringing it in, you know. Yep. The secret war. That, uh, the, the people didn't want him to go to war, but he ended up going anyways. And, uh, you know, he brought on cocaine caskets of even dead soldiers. I mean, and again, you know what it is, man? The army and all these fake wars. Because all these wars are all fake. And they're not fake. They're they're created by the bloodline. You know. First of all, you should know that even obvious stuff like that. I remember a teacher in social studies goes, you know, Ford companies, American company, but you know they made the tanks for Germany and America. And I was thinking back then in school, just that's what stuff that drove me nuts back then. I go, then why didn't you know, the police or everybody goes knock down that company and not make it for the enemy? Mm. Back then, I mean, thinking, I just remember, just like the 1% of your brain or just like floating through space, you know, uh, insignificant and all that. All that stuff is what I would question that got me to be a truther because I was a person that go, wait, that didn't make sense. And, when, you know, I mean, and 
I've ever done. I didn't know I was going to be in a world where very few question all those things that I thought everybody should have been questioning. You know, it has been a, a a point of frustration for myself to to see so many f- folks in the name of science double down in the just myriad of of nonstop uh, lies and webs and. Time and time and time and time again, these creeps get pointed out for all sorts of stuff. I mean, we haven't touched on MK Ultra or Project Mockingbird or yeah. or Bluebeam. I mean, it it just it it goes and goes and and goes and to to a point like they they really screwed the pooch when they let the internet out of the bag. It's it's yeah. really facilitated moments like this you know it's at some point we we were bound to catch up and 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 there's a there's a, a large group of people i think i i think it's i think it's starting to become more apparent that it's it's what we call on the show as the great unzipping um exactly the great unzipping that's a good phrase for the awakening you know great unzipping yeah, and it's an exposure. It's a matter of exposure. It's it's a it's a joyous thing too. In the unzip, putting forward a light on it on things that yeah that should have been yeah it's a great exposure. It's a, the people great deserve, I like that. The great people deserve to know this stuff. People work hard. People suffer, and and well, and people deserve well, to know. And with well, okay. the power of yeah. history, you have the opportunity to pre- prevent more situations like that from happening. People Guys, just exactly. People deserve attention. to know, but I even take it further because of my philosophy, what I connected my dots. I feel like they really need to know because they're going to mess up their soul, to put it, you know, in um, easy, you know, just like a basically their soul with unknowingly. So they need to know to save themselves to go to their next, to, to, to after this place, you know, I, I put it like that because I don't want to make it seem like I know, but I, 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 I I would bet my life that's what it is, just to get our soul to the point where it's it's a good soul, you know, instead of, you know, and they're they're just trying to make it bad. So they need to know because before they die, they need to take care of this. So they definitely need to know. Mm -hmm. They need to know if it's a world that's doing bad, man. Like I said, if you live in a house and and it's an apartment building, I would want to know if there's an evil person in the building trying to kill people. Or trying to poison you, or trying to gaslight you, you know. Yeah, absolutely. The, the gaslighting is, is it's it's only exponentially increasing, and, and that, that's one thing. That's one thing that I'm definitely frustrated with about Trump. I, I don't think it was his fault. Uh, I think he had the ability to play into it for sure, uh, but just the he was just the, the using him and his spectacle to gaslight people over and over and it's just it didn't stop and 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 now we just made it through covid19 allegedly legend has it just to see 21 23 we we got to get to 2030 somehow um well you know what trump was doing you know yeah i I think he was like exposing like when he said uh you know, all fake news and all that stuff. You know, people that wouldn't think about it start going, that's fake. They never thought that before. They stopped believing, you know, the networks, you know, 
And but what I think they needed him for is they needed a great divider. Obama didn't do it as much. As soon as Trump came in, I've never seen a nation as divided. I've never seen America. We used to go to Europe where they used to argue about politics. And when the newspapers came out, especially in Athens, you know, the political parties there and in the area where we used to go get rock magazines. And I remember asking my dad, why are they all yelling at each other? It was either for soccer or the political stuff, you know? And, uh, I go, man, America, nobody argues about sports like you want to kill themselves or politicians. What president won? You know, like, you know, Greece, if your man didn't win, you want to kill your neighbor. You know, they literally did. I mean, they they had signs everywhere, like tagging on walls, gangs. It was either the Basoka or the other party, or, or there were like three, the Communist Party, too. And then, uh, and then Trump here on Facebook, relatives, friends, lifelong friends, brothers, they, he was dividing, his presence divided everything. They need the division. It will never work if we're united. And you got to admit, whether whatever you believe about Trump, I would call him the great divider. And whether he knew he was doing it, or Sam thinks he's a part of another cabal that, you know, bad, but uh, another gang, you know, and another, another group of mobsters. Yeah, but one mobster. Really but come on, guys, let's face it, man. You will never become president of America unless you're in the uh, if they want you. If yeah, they don't want you. Yeah, they don't. I don't care if you get all the votes in the world. They don't get one. They'll make it seem like you lost. I mean, the last three elected shows. Come on, let's not forget Florida with Bush's brother. Uh, brother runs the state. You know he didn't in their election by vote. And oh yeah, not that Gore wasn't part of the same bone. You know, secret. Well, but Gore was part of it too. Gore was fucking his dad's yeah, vice president. president. So like, who really are we getting? Either way, we're still getting the same. There's a way. Yeah. It's an election stolen from two people in the same club that are both playing us. I'm good, you know, they're, they're yep. both manipulating the uh, world. And then Obama you know? was one of it's, it's just, they're all groomed. Everybody since Reagan has been specifically groomed for the for the process. Yeah, and then let alone when you hear stuff, man, and then you try to find it, and you kind of start finding truth, and you want to say that he's the 38th cousin of this, and they're all related to the queen. And then, and then first of all, I knew the bloodlines always changed their names, because I know the queen of England, they were all Germans before, and they changed their names to deceive the British thing then. It's all, every, that's what I'm saying. Everybody should be aware. See, to me, I just feel... Like I'm in a crazy dream where there's no way this is, they could be. I, I feel like the the bloodlines that are ruining the parasite. They're so stupid that I can't. I, I can't believe they're they're pulling it off because I would if it was a person trying to do any of their kinds, I would right away they wouldn't have worked with them. Now, right now, if, if I broke it down to an individual thing on anything they've ever put out to the world, right away, I, if it was if there was one representative for him in my garage right now, and it was me, and he represented all the elite that do everything. I, and, I would tear apart everything he said. He wouldn't be able to respond to questions that I have because they don't make sense. Like, pick the uh, the flight that fell on 9-11, the one that, uh, you know, let's get him. You know, the, the people on the flight, where I remember when it hit the ground, the first reporters on there, they were, the cameraman goes to the local concert, what do you see? He goes, nothing. Uh, and he literally like that. I, I don't see nothing. Yeah, that's how much of an idiot public they can have a plane not even have of normal well then again they dropped the buildings like they never fell before or building seven hours later i mean and they had you know i mean all yeah. that stuff right there he would never be able to come back in a real debate if he was facing me one you know like to answer those questions i mean what do you say there so where did that plane go it just it, it disintegrated that's the only plane in the history that just vanished and then the pentagon got hit in the place where all the records were and then the Thing that you were designed, and this guy that can't fly a plane to do maneuvers that's never been done before that any mm-hmm. pilot ever, you know, besides flying for a million years, and then blah blah. blah. I, I mean, he'd be crumbled. With, he, he, what, what kind of answers would he give? 
he'd be bitch slapped every second. He gave one of those <laughs> answers they give to the public. Yep. We got seven and all that. We we got a we got a uh, behind the scheme spin. Uh, probably do it with a collaboration with Abs and a Six Pack, which is which is another show featured on the No Agenda stream. Uh, doing some gnarly dives into nine eleven because there's a whole ton of stuff that I haven't even uh, looked at myself, but um, I, I think that would make for whole books on it, you know, yeah. and college courses and yeah. just it's 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 one crazy man. I, you know, I mean, even when they were reporting the passports, guys, they were fighting passports. Oh, one guy left it in the oh, yeah. the other guy left it in the rumble. Yeah, yeah, the rumble thing. I remember I was laughing back then. We were stripping the pistol at the time, and I remember a little rehearsal. You know, I remember our guitar player, singer Kevin, and then there were double singers. Then you know, it was like the the game. And I remember him like singing in the mic and me saying, "But he goes, hey, they found the pit. I mean, I remember we were laughing back then about it. I'll never. I mean, the news guy then, said he said we found their passport. If you can believe that. The news guy even said that himself <laughs> on the news, if you can believe that. He was that. probably one of the common sense. Yeah. He probably was one that wasn't for He was like, am I reporting? I mean, yeah. I, this is too much, guys, man. This is too dumb. Nobody's going to believe this. Just do it. Tell them they're dumb enough. They'll believe it. Well, yeah. what I what I want people to believe is where do you want them to go to find Aftermath, because I've got uh, I got to pull my show notes back up here, because I have too many screens. Shit. Damn. You mean uh, uh, we're talking about music? I forgot. There's a, I'm in a band, and there's actually a CD and music too. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was. Uh, I was. I could, no, no. I feel like uh, I forgot all about that. I feel like I'm just talking. It's, it's just refreshing to talk to you guys. You know what I mean? Because honestly, you know, we're having. I mean, there's not many people in your normal if they want to talk uh, or that I would even waste time talking with them. You know what I mean? For sure. Well, so you know what? This fun. is, this is a conversation I th- I think that's worth pursuing in the future. Cause uh, it's not just me and lavish. Uh, there's a uh, bowl after bowl with sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean and uh sir, sir seat sitter of abs in a six pack. I mean, there's, there's a plethora of shows. Like we have a chat oh. room that, that every Monday we have uh, recurring faces like Quarkus and servo and, uh, Mama Berry and Dark Lord RK. Um, and we had a bunch well, of smart guys that built love, fake Twitter. I would so love to do anything you guys want, like in the future, because I mean, I, I and believe it or not, right now, if you see what I did, I was literally loading cans. I mean, I'm drenched with sweat still, you know. Uh, I'm in my <laughs> garage, but when I left work, so it's like the job I'm doing is they're in a rush, the plane's got to leave on time, and the cans are the ones that want, you know, a can is where all the boxes are, you know, so they could be on the plane, you know, those planes with no seats. They claim. So I loaded again and 300 bucks can, or I, the last one I got 500. And it's almost like playing Tetris, you know, like, and one box will weigh 100 pounds and it could be 50. So it's a, it's, if you're not, it's a backbreaking job. Like I, I go home and I have like bruises all over. I forget I get it because the pace is so fast. You know what I mean? So after work, I usually come home and take a shower and go have some Greek coffee just so I could start like, it's almost like you ran an intense game, you know, like you were like for the last two, three hours, you were just like playing intense football or something like totally physical. So my point is, I'd be glad to talk to you guys anytime, especially not after work day where I really gather all my thoughts, you know, and be really precise. Hell yeah. I, I think first and foremost, the, the, what we got to get you set up with is a, is a Mastodon account. Don't you think lavish? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Twitter sucks. Yeah, all Facebook sucks. All these social media platforms suck. So we got some guys to make our own Twitter where we can talk about this shit. And nobody can ban us. 
and uh, it's it's really great. So if you are ever interested in something like that, that is available to you. And uh, well, if you guys can, if anything like that, yeah, my brother, you know, because he does all the, you know, setting up computers, you know, you know what I mean. Like, and he's into it too because he's a he he's not a she, you know, he's awake too. So, but uh, he's a lawyer and he's really. I think one of you guys talked to him tonight, right? Yeah, I was uh, coordinating with him. Yeah, so tell him that. Yeah, tell him I'll do that. That'll be cool. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. cause it, 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 you almost sound, not almost sound, you sound right at home, uh, with, yeah, with, with everything that you just unleashed. And I mean, with, with the, with this, with this record, there's something wrong. Like just imagine this two hour show tonight, but with punching drums and shredding guitars. Um, and the that, web, the website I was looking for earlier was, uh, uh, Zoid, Zoid. Ent z o i d e n t dot com slash aftermath, um, and it, it links out to. I mean, there's the fucking the the. So it's just over yeah, half an hour um, uh, music video. That's, I mean, the visuals for I forget the name of it, but there was a lot of uh, the shearing of sheep. It was very visceral. <laughs> yeah, that was oh, awesome. oh, the video. Oh, you guys are probably talking about. Yeah, there's a video, thirty five minutes because. All the the intro, the last song called um, "Expulsion," um, and uh, a couple of little things in between. They're all taken out, where it's just the songs, but it's lyric videos. So it's all the the thing, you know, the concept album stuff, you know, like the sound of, you know, like the like the intro and the last song, especially. You know what I mean? They're removed. So that video, if anybody wants to hear the album. But the message is still there because they're all lyric videos, and all the lyric videos, all the songs are, you know, about, about the truth, you know. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! And, well, but and there's we- so much I could tell you guys about this album. Like, I feel like it's not just because if you follow it from the beginning, you start getting more information that it, it, it's explained as it goes on. But there's so much, like even, um, like the chorus of the the final song, there is something wrong. The title track. The chorus on the song "A uh, Handful of Dynamite." It's the chorus of the last song, but the reason it's said because the important parts because this isn't lyrics that are just like fun. These are all like stuff to awake, so they're almost repeated in different ways. So you can get the message just kind of how they brainwash us by repeating stuff and the same agendas just so we can become familiar. This is trying to do the the agendas the way they do their application. It's doing it on the sound, but it's really, it, yeah, it's, it's hard for me to explain right now because I'd have to pull out the way and then you guys have to know about it so you can see what I'm talking about. But it, I, I think people will start picking it up if they listen to it a lot. But it's it's more than just even in the lyrics of a song, the sound bites. Like, you know, in the intro, for instance, there's a speech from 1969. I don't know who gave the speech and it always gets pulled down. And it's basically got some guys gave a speech in an auditorium, right? Everything he said in that speech, if he's like a fortune, he's better than Nostradamus because he even talked about how they're going to come up with words liberal and to divide you even further. He's going to say they're going to give, uh, he even said black inventors are going to get credit so they could anger the white population, the, 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 the gay community. And this is, a, like I said, I think it's late 50s or 60s. The gay community is too, is too, um, struggling getting two shots. They're going to separate the gay community with a million other sub things underneath. He says everything, but if that's in, can you feel it in there? I think you can hear parts of it where my niece is saying, can you feel it? There is something wrong. That speech is in there, parts of it. 
So you hear right there a speech that's really, if anybody heard that speech, because time tells, man, I listen to that speech, I'm blown away, man, this guy, that guy knew what was going on like 50 years ago, where he was out there telling people, you know, and it's a speech that's been allowed since, and he had one of those voices, like those classic old time voices, you know what I mean? I'm not like people talk nowadays, you know what I mean? More proper classic, but, and, um, Every song, like like for instance, pseudo side tells you these thirty three things were always hidden from you, and now they're not. So, and that's the one that also has uh, the I'm angry, mad as hell, go to your window. That, if you remember, check that out. How that that has a lot of they all do actually. I'm not even going to because I'm looking at the back of the seat right now. There's a shrink wrap one in my car, but scientists and priests, um, smash reset control. That problem reaction solution. It's like twisting their thing around so that. It's telling the people to smash reset control of their their uh, control on us, uh, and it talks about the, the first lyrics are Fed Reserve. Wait, uh, okay, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm trying to pull out lyrics right now. I know these lyrics, but I tell you this right away. I go, you're gonna forget them. <laughs> but just read those lyrics. You'll see every part of this album is is like a podcast speaking truth. There's nothing on it that has not, anything else to do with exposing these uh, parasites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think the parasites, uh, vam- vampiric parasites. I mean, it's a uh, it's definitely a through line there. In- inviting oh, I got the lyrics though. I, I I got it, guys. Federal Reserve fiat cash, printing money out their ass is the first one. <laughs> nice, <laughs> that's, nice, that's, nice. that's a real hardcore song. That song sounds like it could be like Moshka. You know, that's a, that's designed to sound like really a hardcore song from '85, like totally you know fast. Player DRI, you know, like that. But the first words are Fiat Fed Reserve, Fiat Cash, printing money out there. Uh, Jekyll Lida, it's a scam, and all you people are enslaved. That's the uh, first words you hear. Fuck yeah. So, so yeah, I, I hopefully, you know, someone go, what's he saying, Jekyll Island? Let me look it up. You'll find out Jekyll Island, blah, blah, blah. That's what he's saying. I'm thinking there's somebody like me who will go, oh, wait, you know, the lead. That's what I hope this album does. I don't care, because I don't even, I mean, if this, honestly, man, if this album, let's say, got popular in a, my fantasy, this album got real big, right? I know I'd be dead. They would never let someone like me live talking about this stuff, calling them straight out, uh, parasite enemies, you know? So it's all about me slowly. Some, throughout the years, people just getting awake somehow from it, you know? Well, a metalhead would never hear it otherwise, you know? Mm. Well, I, I do <laughs> think that's a, uh, we're, we're a little past time. So unfortunately, uh, or, should I say more fortunately, uh, we will have to continue this conversation Absolutely. Um, at a later time. And, uh, definitely like, uh, it was great talking to you guys. Man. If you get a little closer to, um, putting something out, uh, we are going to want to have you back on. Yeah. Maybe we'll listen yeah. to the party. It's legal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome, man. And, and the uh, next album, and I just can't, I'm sure. Uh, because I wouldn't do that if the music wasn't strong. Like, if I didn't love the music, I wouldn't. Uh, because for me, it isn't. Uh, if you know, I would never want to be a, a metallic or anything. Because I, I wouldn't live, I wouldn't survive it. They would, they would do away with me. So it's not like a little kid going, I want to be a famous rocker. For me, this next album and everything, it, it has to. It's, 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 I have to love it purely for music because I, I couldn't waste my time with it. But this, the next message, I think is going to be even more. Like, there's a song called We Can Do This Together. And 
it's 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 in a way positive. It's, it's right. I'm not gonna describe it until it comes closer. You know, but well, it's, it's I can't wait for people to hear it. It's also talking about solutions. It's talking about positive energy moving forward. Exactly, exactly. Take it to the side. We told you how bad it is. We didn't give you as many solutions. But this is all about the solution. Like Original right. Instructions, another song there. It's all about getting you back to, to the natural person you're supposed to be, not the kidnapped uh, birth certificate, house of cards uh, person you are. Right. You know? Awesome. But, yeah, guys, it did run over. I didn't even realize it because you guys said it's over. So, I mean, I, I, I'm off work and I – you guys give me more energy. Usually I'm tired, but talking to you guys just energized me. Now I don't even know what to do. I, I mean, I, I feel like going back to I want to work more. Yeah, that's uh, uh, it was great talk. Great, talk. great, great talk. It was so good talking to you, man. You're very on the level. You obviously are very well, very well read, knowledgeable on a lot of this great shit. Tuned that's in. And, yeah, uh, and I feel like when we talk again and everything, when, when I'm not after work, I mean, I'll really get specific because, I mean, I really have certain things, you know, like if people hear uh, the positive side, like how I think the foods and, what you know, the mental state and how to, how you could probably get healthier, even if uh, you have something that you're on a prescription drugs and you're under, you know, like that thing, you could still escape that, you know, all that, you know, just positivity, you know what I mean? Just, you know, because words cast spells, you know, and, you know, they say stick and stone. That's all live well, anyway. Too- so, we got a voicemail line. Any day that we come on, you want to leave us a voicemail and say whatever you want to say, we'll play it on the air. And that, that's every week. So yeah, you ever, yeah, you guys, yeah, you guys on like, um, is it, um, well, I'll get the time another time from you, but I mean, are you guys on like weeknights or is it, um, uh, if I Monday. did that, like leave a voice. Oh, every Monday. Okay. Cool. Every Monday, yeah. every Monday night. And then we, uh, post the show okay. on Tuesday, but, uh, we'll play all the voicemails that, that, uh, that call in and, um, I'll send that number number over yeah. to uh to Pete with the Mastodon and all that. Yes, and, yeah. and guys, also, also, if you guys ever, it's summertime. I don't know if you guys, I, I don't know what part of the country you live in, but if you ever come to Chicago, man, we'll definitely get a hold of us and we'll, we'll, we'll take you out. I'll take you anywhere you want to go. I will so take you up on that offer, dog. You don't even know. I'm not kidding because I work at UPS three hours a night, Monday through Friday. And then I had a catering job, so I don't do that anymore. And definitely this summer until the end of this album's done, that uh, all day long, I'd be the perfect guy if he came to another city. Because, oh, he gets off work at 6 o'clock and he'll take me away. I mean, I'm there all day, all day. You know what I mean? So I'm a good tour guy, you know? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And you'll get to see, and maybe it'd be cool you get to see Aftermath. Maybe we'll let. Well, we'll see about shows. We have to get the album done right now, and then we'll. I just want to. We still, by the way, we start recording on Saturday. Um, our second song because one song's already recorded, but then the, the the first song we recorded, we were going to put out a single. We didn't know we could write a full album that quickly, so there's eight more songs after the first one. So there's going to be nine songs on this album, and Saturday we start recording kind of like the rest of the album, which is the rest of the. We got one recorded, the rest of the tracks, eight of them, nine all together, you know? And I'll tell you the title, but don't tell, are we still recording? Yeah, we're still going. Oh, yep. Well, it doesn't matter about the, the title. title. It, oh. The song we're recording, just make sure the title of the album, but this is our title of another song. The song we're recording, and this is a real, it's called Flavable, here underneath, We're Not Your Animals. That's basically the positive thing, you know? So it's more like poetic, flavor, We're Not Your Animals. Done in uh, with a catchy chorus, but it's 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 all about the awakening and uh, what did you guys call it? Unzipping. Uh, what was oh, your the great unzipping. The great unzipping. The great, yeah. It's it's basically the great unzipping. You know. 
Yeah. It's not staying while the baby, it's just a great unzipping. Yeah, I like that little green zipper. I'm not going <laughs> to use it, guys. Don't worry about it. I, I only use my ideas. Hey, we trademarked that. Cool so, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's awesome, man. Oh, then, uh, I'm definitely using yeah. Nothing can happen. I'm taking it over. You know, there's nothing to do about it. <laughs> hey, you're the one with the lawyer brother, so I'm not trying to mess with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, believe it or not, man, if, Pete describes, if Pete describes these stories, especially the race, he could, he, he told it. Not only that, they were so impressed with him, the, uh, Howard King, who's the head of that firm, that uh, paternal works old mother. They were fake, and they tried after that to get him to move to California. They, uh, after uh, after law school, you got to come and work for King Paternal. Mother. They didn't try. They took him out of the hallway. I mean, they were trying to grab him, you know, because they seen this kid has us in court. Because even though the pro bono attorneys were there, they could tell people feeding him the info. Right? And he's kind of a genius, you know what I mean? His mind, he's never... He's never done drugs. He's he's never smoked anything. I mean, he drinks some wine, you know, beers and stuff. But he works. I mean, he's he's a, he's like I am. But he 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 remembers everything, you know. Oh yeah, I'm that a metalhead, man. It's like partying too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the green room here and here on behind yeah, the schemes, you know. Yeah, well, I was, we were talking about. It, I smoked like two joints while we were sitting here. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to roll one pretty quick. I was going to go pump, pump, pass, guys, but too bad. You know, they, they don't have that technology right now. We're going to pass you a hit. They're working on it. Weed that I got It'll be the yeah, uh, demolition. They, we're, 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 they, they already have it. They just keep it for us for 50 years, and then they throw us a bone. Yeah, the ice smoke. It's coming. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, hey, I feel bad that you guys ran over so much, so I, I feel like, you know, you guys don't want to be ruined. Well, shut up, man. Bye. But, uh, so, I'll, uh, I'll, we, we can hang it up, guys, because I mean, I yeah, because I noticed that you know, we went way over. So oh, it's all good. This is by far uh, yeah. nowhere near our longest episode. Uh, we did a no five hours. Really good stuff. Yeah, plowed yeah, five hours through Blue, uh, Project Bluebeam. Oh, okay, okay. So it's all good. It's no worries. Uh-huh. But but yeah, no, we'll we'll call it here. Okay, and, cool. And I thought you had a strict. Oh, okay. I thought you had a strict thing like powers and then we can't do no. Okay, got you. It depends. You're, you're sure, flexible. Man. Yeah. All right, but since you guys wrap it up, but let's for sure, man. We gotta like it'd be cool with the next album because since it's coming out and it's, I could say more, but when it gets closer, you'll see what I mean about the real. You'll you'll understand how it's getting revealed. But this is the biggest truth throughout. I mean. There is something wrong. We'll, we won't compare to it because the positivity from this, you know, because it, it involves more of the, the words saying the wrong vibration, you know, sending out negative images through vibrations and sounds, and it's and it's really it's it's going to be great. So having you guys interested in talking to you guys right now, it'd be kind of cool if we get to play with you guys. You know what I mean? Or set yeah. something up with Pete. You know? Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, talk it's about what, what this exposing is. And we, we got contact <laughs> information now, so that's that's half the battle. We've had mm-hmm. the conversation. Yeah, and- That's the other half. So now we just got to do it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, no, for real. Because, again, I don't know many. I, you know, it's not like a, I'm in the conspiracy world or I'm a host. I mean, this is a guy in a band that saw things always like weird. And then I made, I dedicated my band's return. So I wouldn't put it this way. The band did reunite. But the purpose is spreading the truth and the you know the good stuff you know the, you know the, the you know the awakening and that's all i care about i mean because celebrity and all that stuff this is not what this band's about you know what i mean it's all about like spreading this message you know and that's why we had you on that's why that's why you're here and we're and we'd love to have you on again uh, very and, soon and, especially and, uh, well, well you guys are doing the same thing and that's why i could say you, you guys have 
you guys on a podcast right now, you, you know I mean, you put it out to the world. You know William Cooper and the guy with the water gas and all the people who try to help what happens. So think about it. I don't want to say you guys and me because you're equally to me on this. It's not like I'm doing something more than you. You're getting out the word probably way more than me, you know. But all three of us, this ain't nothing to laugh with because we know if on any of us got a bigger following, you know our lives are in danger. It's not like a fantasy world. <laughs> like you guys, let's say you guys got known and everybody was talking about it. You know, it's not Come on, you know, right? It's, it's just... That, it, that's what helps me up. sleep at night at this point. <laughs> it's like well, again, at some point, at some point, we're going to do this so well that it's going to become a a, a a hazard to our health Problems. and safety. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no hot tubs. No small airplanes. No. What's the other yeah, one? No small no, no, aircraft. You, have to get a you know, when I was talking about the album being good, I, I was going to say that. Man. I was going to. I was going to. Guys, man, it sounds kind of so catchy and good that. I'm kind of worried about making some success might end up me dying because of it, you know? But you, exactly what you just said. I, I was going to say earlier, but I go, I'm not going to say that. You know, I'm going to make them think the song's a poppy or commercial because it's not, they're just catchy. I don't know what it is. Like one chorus called uh, Transform and Disrupt. I, I'm going to end up telling you everything like you're telling you guys. But, oh, there's a song called Echo Chamber too. It's all about. They're all about. It. Well, I, I will. I will say, what? Charlie, on a on a real level, I I do. Unfortunately, I I do have to uh, get up for an early work call in the morning. Oh, so okay. I, I do yeah, gotta. Okay, we'll I wrap do, it up. Yeah, I got to do a hard stop here. Unfortunately, we'll wrap it up with this. We'll wrap it up with this. All of us knowing what we do, and then we'll probably have nightmares and wake up tomorrow. Oh my God, it's too dangerous. I don't know what the hell that guy's talking about. I got no podcast. My band talks about rock and roll. It'll be all different. <laughs> we slept over tonight. It's a funny thing. Leave it with a little bit of humor. And I appreciate it, guys. And thank you for having me talk about this stuff. It, it, it was a great conversation. And uh, we'll do it again. And then uh, maybe we'll meet in person one day. Hell yeah, man. Well, if you guys Hell come yeah. to Chicago, you guys, yeah, you, you guys definitely let me know if you guys come here for sure. We'll do, man. Big time. We will. All right. And we'll, Have a good night. You too. Yeah. We'll, uh, right. we'll, we'll chat with you soon, bud. Yeah, thanks for coming yeah, on, man. And then, appreciate it. Thank you guys and much success to anything you guys do in the future, man. Oh, thank you. Thank do you. good, be good. <laughs> Take Bye. care, Amen. man. Love is lit. <laughs> All right. This show is behind the shem shemas. The schemes. <laughs> behind the schemes with threes as ease. Yes, indeed. Well, we went a little long tonight, but that's okay. It was totally worth it. This guy was absolutely awesome. This was uh, Chris, the lead singer of Aftermath, uh, one of the uh, one of the OG thrash metal bands from Chicago, Illinois, and uh, very, very lucky to have him. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, that was that was a real treat. I'm very, very excited to see what they have uh, have coming out. I'm sorry, uh, Charlie. Did I say Chris? I meant Charlie. You were just you, 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 Sir Sir Seat Sitter has a permanent spot on the show for the most part. So. I know you say Chris, I'm Charlie. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm fading out here. I, just, <laughs> I, wanted, to, I wanted to. Is is Kriakos. It's a great Greek name. His, his name is Charlie. Charlie is his name, and he's from the band Aftermath, not Chris. Okay. Yeah, I hope he. Uh, I hope he likes the show art that I threw together for this. It was pretty cool. Threw a little maiden in there, a little call out. It's sweet. We got to make sure he gets it. He'll, he'll, he'll oh, I, 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 I think I said, yeah, I sent it over. Um, man, you know what we should do now? We should play, we should play this, uh, play out music.
That was episode 48 for Behind the Schemes. Charlie of Aftermath. That was that was a fucking ride, man. Yeah, man. That guy was ready to play. He knew he knew the things. Yeah, I, I, I dig that he was able to just you could feel him unleash and unload it, you know? All this knowledge. This guy was sitting in the in the front seat of his car the whole time in his garage, and he just whipped all this out. Very smart guy. Hell yeah, man. That's how we do. And so the question here is whether how we go ahead and do this. What we do. Biden said come. Easy answer. He wants to come. Oh, God. We're behind the schemes, baby. We're a value for value podcast. We operate on the no agenda stream and in the greater wide rep, the Fediverse, the podcast index, whatever, 2.0, I don't care. And it's all there, baby. And we operate in the value value system, value value system. And that's why we can talk about the shit that we talk about. Uh, we wouldn't be able to do it anyway otherwise. So if you want to send us clips, if you want to send us voicemail, 612 263 7999. And of course, any financial support you can give us you can go to the website and do that it's all good with us baby support independent media it's the way of the future otherwise it goes away yes science oh wait <laughs> oops yes science do a clever crossfade here yay live theater let's try this again yes Oh yeah! It's like this whole governmental body with scientists and shit that just tell us what to do. You don't have to think about it. Good. That was a great fucking episode. Check it out. It's in the show notes. There's something wrong. Whole video album. It's linked there. Their website zoident.com. Z-o-i-d-e-n-t.com/slash/aftermath. And that's it for me. I am wicked tired. This has been Booberry, Mothman, and the Miniocalypse. And from all the way, way the hell over here, uh, my name is Lavish. Catch you next Monday. Later. Loveislit.com. Go there, check it out, listen. Loveislit.com. Find us at BehindTheSchemes.com for free for these. There's many people coming. Love.